Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 194 of the No Podcast. We are no outside food or drink. The Southeast premier video game podcast. Pretty good bit of news tonight. Who is Sony acquiring? Question mark. I think there was a blank space there before. I was assuming it was another long discussion like last week. Might not be. Uh, Team 17 worms their way out of NFTs. Brand, I like how you put that. MLB The Show coming to another platform. Gran Turismo State of Play. That was today. We'll discuss. Uh, new game coming from Shovel Knight Team. We have an updated PS5, PS4 sales figures. Uh, and we have your February Game Pass, PlayStation Now, Games with Gold, and PlayStation Plus titles. I am Richard Bergman, joined tonight by Newsmaster Brant McKee. I am Newsmaster Brant McKee, joined and by... Hello. You kind of screwed it up. I did. I was like, oh, there's Brent. He said his piece. I'm moving on. (laughs) He was still going. I should have been looking up. I usually I usually read body language to figure out when somebody's gonna segue or not. My bad, Brent. I cut you off. Uh introduce Cesar in the grand fashion that you had planned before I cut you off. Go ahead. Uninterrupted, sir. It's it's up to you. Cesar, Conception (laughs) the third. Hello. He's here, and he's he's got some very bright lights on him. I still started laughing, so I still cut you it's off. Just, uh, it's just a monitor, and that's all it is. Like Kramer with the uh, the Kenny Rogers roast across the street yeah. from him. If I kill the the Google Drive page, it helps. So is it messing with your rods and cones? Dark mode, sir. Dark mode. It's it is dark, dark mode. mode. Are you yeah. serious? Mm-hmm. God, rods and cones. All right, it's two two twenty two. Would you guys throw a penny in a well somewhere? No, I got a life to live. Nah, and no pennies to spare. We threw Timmy down the well, though. Oh God, that would, that would require me to find pennies and then find said well, and I'm not doing any of that. <laughs> I so. well. uh, like I got one out in the backyard. So my first day working at the place of employment that Brant and I share. I was on a property with a well, and I had never seen one before in my life. I was like, what is this? I thought it was like a fake thing, like an ornamental. I, I don't know. I've never been anywhere that had a well. I mean, I heard about well water, but I was never somewhere that had a well. And th- here I am looking at one. Like, okay, there's What there's a, a sheltered well. life you had I don't, lived. I don't know what to say. I grew up in the suburbs. I've never seen a well. There oh, was one. I'm like, what is this? What did I get myself into? <laughs> Oh, boy. All right. Uh, Well, let's move on. Uh, Who is Sony acquiring? This comes from The Verge. Well, Verge reported on it. Sony is acquiring. Sony is buying Bungie, the developer of Destiny and original creator of Halo. The deal is worth $3.6 billion. Uh, So this comes a week after Activision Blizzard was purchased by Microsoft for $68.7 billion. Uh, The key notes of this are that Bungie will continue, quote, continue to independently publish and create creatively develop our games bungie ceo pete parsons writes in sony interactive entertainment we have found a partner who unconditionally supports us in all we are and who wants to accelerate our vision to create generation spanning entertainment all while preserving the creative independence that beats in bungie's heart parson writes like us sony interactive entertainment believes that game worlds are only the beginning of what our ips can become together we can share a dream of creating and fostering iconic franchises that unite friends around the world, families across generations, and fans across multiple platforms and entertainment mediums. Um, Jim Ryan notes, 
Bungie's world-class expertise in multi-platform development and live game services will help us deliver on our vision of expanding PlayStation to hundreds of millions of gamers. Um, the more they go on about stuff, it seems like the purchase was mainly tiered towards the live service uh, yeah. and Bungie's ability to do that. And you forgot to mention uh, Retro Game Fan, Jim Ryan. <laughs> Noted Retro Game Fan. Mm-hmm. Uh, when they said cross-generational, Jim Ryan's like, uh, can we... Can we, can we are y'all still supporting the PS3 one? Can we, can we get rid of that one? Nobody plays that one anymore. I I don't want to derail the story. I just watch this. There's a guy on YouTube that checks in on PS3 online play like every January or February. Have y'all seen that video? I think we might have seen the same video. Okay. Sir. And he does a good job. Like he's in the open chat rooms and he's trying to talk to people and get, you know, one guy's like, I don't want to pay for online. That's why I boycotted PlayStation 4. <laughs> and he's like, uh, we're on to PlayStation 5 now. Were you aware? But they're the same people that log into like Modern Warfare 2 and they yeah. play that every night. It's, it's just Fat, print, uh, Fat Princess and yep. he even found some people playing uh, Sonic uh, and All Sonic Stars Racing. racing. Trans- <laughs> yeah, tra- Racing Transform. <laughs> that one got me. Oh, there's another good one. I was, oh, uh, God of War Ascension. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, Ultra, Ultra St- Street Fighter 4. Somebody was kicking his ass in yeah. Ultra Street Fighter 4. Mm-hmm. He was like, uh, he specifically said, yeah, he's like, I know anybody who's still playing this is going to kick my ass when I get on this game. (laughs) Oh, boy. That was pretty good, Cesar. Noted old school gamer, Jim Ryan. Uh, Jim Ryan says, Bungie's world-class expertise in multi-platform development and live game services will help us deliver. I read that bit. Uh, Herman Hulst, head of PlayStation Studios, reiterated that sentiment in a separate blog post. Bungie's technical expertise, coupled with their track record of building highly engaged communities, make them a natural fit for collaboration with PlayStation Studios. We're expected to make plans to share skills and expertise and unlock the potential in having the brilliant minds at Bungie under the PlayStation roof. So there's a whole fact on The Verge and on the PlayStation blog where you can go in and see. Um, Nothing is going to change with Destiny 2, which is Bungie's bread and butter right now, right? So that's still going to be playable on... Oh, was it uh, Tom Warren published today where people are playing Destiny 2 at? And there's a shit ton of concurrent players across all platforms, including Stadia. Stadia was in like the double-digit thousands, if I remember right, looking at that thing. Yeah. Damn, I should have found that and put that in the news because I thought that was fascinating. But uh, PS4 is like the top platform and then Xbox and then PC, I believe. If I remember right misquoting this of course but there's so many people playing that and looking forward to the new seasons like they've done a they've done a road map as far as laying out how the rest of destiny 2 is going to go so none of that stuff's going to change i did see a good point uh i think it was greg miller greg was saying you should advertise and give away a copy of dreams with every ps5 it should be on the box and destiny 2 and it include expansions and things like that for that platform and what that player base and all that would bring in. I thought that was yeah. pretty cool. Well, what do you guys think about the the House of Halo, the original House of Halo coming under the PlayStation Studios banner? I mean, like you said, it seems like they're more focused on live service things. Mm-hmm. Um, it's cool that, I mean, we talked about this last week with the whole um blizzard um activision uh being acquired by xbox thing it's it's good to see that they're 
focus is to keep everything on multiple platforms and just continue on with what they're doing. Um, we've gotten away from that. It's not the it's not the things that it was of old. Or you have these you know six months or one year yeah exclusive yeah. rights outside of your first party studios who have been there you know since each console launched. And even though some of those have swapped in and out, you still you still have those exclusives. But a lot of the other stuff is, especially when it comes under that banner, seems to be staying console neutral, platform neutral, I guess. Yeah, even stuff like Final Fantasy VII, the the remake, that's pretty much a timed exclusive because now it's about to come to, or it is on uh, Epic, Epic Game, Game Store, Store, I believe. Mm-hmm. So, and uh, I mean, shoddy port at that. To be noted, unless there's been a yeah. lot of patches. But uh, I mean, the interesting thing was that they uh, said, you know, this this isn't the end. This, you know, the, definitely expect to see some more acquisitions to come this year. You know, it it'll be interesting to see who Sony kind of goes after next. I mean, if it's going to be a Konami or do they yeah. try to, do they try to just go ahead and go after square or do they go somewhere else out in left field and get, you know, Ubisoft or something, but they're huge. They're, I was about to say Ubisoft is pretty dang big. It would take a lot. And they're getting into NFTs still. <laughs> yeah. So that's our, <laughs> I had an NFT conversation with somebody the other day. Cause they were like, what are these? So I was trying to explain the bullshit. Do you still have your Spider-Man one? Yeah, I always go check it out in the you? blockchain. I want I want to know. I want you to check and see because it. it was given to you for free. Or let's say you paid five dollars for your Spider-Man ticket. I want to see what your value could be now. Uh, probably nothing. I don't even check that thing. I keep forgetting to have it. Till you mention it. I don't this, even. I don't even lay in bed thinking about it at night. <laughs> this individual was given one as well, and they were like. Some people are selling it for $120. I'm like, you don't even know what it is. Why don't you just go ahead and sell it and come out on top? I can't remember what it was. They they were given one free in some promotion like that. Jack in a box. The NFC stuff, I mean, we're going to talk about people rolling back, but I saw, I've always respected NFC. Yeah. NFT stuff, I transferred straight over. Uh, I've always respected I Justine. She's like an online personality. She always did like a bunch of Apple Mac stuff and she gets new phones and reviews them. She does all sorts of phones, but she's big into crypto. She's got like one of those uh, Ethereum tag names after her profile or something. And she has an NFT, you know, the thing on Twitter where you get the Octagon NFT profile picture. Sure. I've been reading a lot about this because I get angry about it. So I've, I've read I've read a pretty good bit about it. And I'm seeing I, some of these people. And it's like I don't waste one moment of my life on NFTs. So. <laughs> no, I even think about you. it. They, people announce that I, I just I just keep scrolling on the timeline. I don't even sit there and look at it and try to digest it. So. Back to Not the bungee thing. I want to touch on one more bungee thing before we move on, unless y'all want to add something. But people have talked about. You know, 343 retained, hey, Microsoft retained Halo when they knew Bungie was leaving and going to go. Did they immediately sign with Activision or they just got their independence? Independence first and then they were looking yeah, for a publisher. Right after that was Activision and Destiny and all that stuff. And the main core tenant of Halo people stayed with 343, except for Joseph Staten went off for a while. Now he's back working on Infinite. But like Kiki Wolfkill and... 
Frank O'Connor and Joseph Staten and those major Halo people stayed with the Halo franchise. Um, even though uh, Destiny feels like Halo, you know, the, the jumping and shooting and all that, it's got it's got those Halo bones, as Brant would put it. But The library. Key, <laughs> does it have the library? Oh, God. It, it does. The There's a library in Destiny. Yeah. <laughs> it's fucking tedium. But I think an important part of Bungie's legacy that, that doesn't get talked about a lot and I've been watching a lot of those Xbox documentaries. We just had the 20th year, 20th anniversary of Xbox and all that kind of stuff. They worked side by side with Microsoft to build Xbox Live because they knew, you know, it launched a year after the Xbox came out, a year after the first Halo. So the first Halo had no Xbox Live integration, but they worked to build that up to Halo 2. Halo 2 came out, what is that, two years after Xbox Live launched? But it was the first, like, you know, people did Rainbow Six and there were other live enabled games well before that. But that really brought about the services and the parties and the game types and all the stuff that we we would know today as online gaming and, you know, competitive shooters or cooperative shooters or whatever they are. So Bungie helped develop a lot of that tech along with Microsoft for that Xbox Live stuff early on. So I'm curious. I don't know for a fact. I'm curious if some of those Bungie tech wizards and networking people are there now in that PlayStation ecosystem and will help improve, you know, party chats or whatever features, whatever they want to make, you know, the next big thing. Uh, I think the last couple big improvements on stuff like that, y'all can chime in too, were like remote play and share play. Like, I am I think I'm actually going to try out share play here before too long and, and see what that's all about. But those were like the first big steps and I don't think they get implemented very much. So I'd be curious to see what these tech wizards will do under that Sony banner and maybe when they get a hold of like the Gaikai tech and that sort of stuff. Yeah. It's like you said, I mean, it was a deal that benefits both parties. So yeah, I mean, you have a uh, Sony needed something on the multiplayer side, some experience with live, so live service. Cause they didn't, haven't been able to get one off. Uh, so you did this, you know that, right? Cause you were talking about <laughs> first party Sony shooters last week. We, we mm-hmm. mentioned kill zone and, um, resistance and look what yeah. happened <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm with them man give them kill zone four man let them finish the halo killer fight um halo killer fight with Bungie. but uh <laughs> boy that'd be something else but uh i mean what was the other things they listed that said the biggest thing for them getting acquired by sony is they needed access to um sony studios on uh, tv and the movie side to grow their ips into that direction and uh, media aspects That's that was real. their biggest thing that's really interesting too, because um, they want to take their IPs to the next level, and then also that that rumor that they're working on a new IP that Sony saw too that seemed interesting that they felt that would rival uh, Fortnite. That was something that would go across multiple platforms. And so uh, you know they're they're looking for something that's like Minecraft that brings in a lot of money on multiple platforms and doesn't have to be an exclusive. So it's uh you 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 want that uh, continuous uh, money flow coming in for something simple and fun. So. Fortnite has definitely been that. It gave us Epic Game Store and whatever other millions they've been making on top of it. Yep. I wonder what, uh, you know, I guess that lends towards a Destiny movie at some point or a TV show alongside uh, Amazon Prime Video or something like that to expand that lore and that that world. That's what they're interested in right now, and that was their biggest motivation was to get access to that that environment. So that's what they went out of this whole thing about being acquired again, so... I, I only so, ever I, wanted to care about that Destiny world, and I couldn't. There was nothing yeah. in it. I was just like, ah, pick up the grimoire pieces and go look online and read 
<laughs> no. I need more but of that. They mentioned that like this deal was what like five or six months in the works, so I'm sure they they ironed it out for. They first started talking before the pandemic. Yeah. It's been over two years, and it kind of stalled them for a while, and then they had their stuff with Activision, and then and then it were, really came together in five to six months. That's what they said. Yeah, because I think yeah, Sony's very careful because you saw what happened with Bungie, man. You know, they were going in a direction they didn't like with Microsoft, so they left. They got in a deal with Activision that turned out to be bad because they were forcing them to make games, which they didn't want to do, and then they left. So I guess you know they made sure they were on the same page. You know, this we, had to be Bungie yeah. friendly and Bungie friendly yeah. deal. Yeah. They don't want to, you don't want to acquire them. It's like, hey, this is what you're doing. And they were, it's like, if we acquire you, what do you want to do? You know, well, how yeah. can you help us? That type of things. And they probably worked it out and set up and set up what they decide want to do. So that's part of why it took so long just to make sure that, that you know, it's something that, that both sides can come to agreement with because there's a lot of money you're spending for companies that have all that freedom. So, but you got to see a lot of promise in it if you're going to spend that money on it. So, to come to right that now, sort of agreement because when people see mergers and things like that they're wary of it and, you know what is that going to do to that studio but like you're saying there's already that history of them leaving people in those in those situations so it had to be super mutual so yeah because what sony's trying to do right now is they're trying to grow a brand like halo where you know you got a tv show coming out you have um nerf toys you have uh so many different branding things with halo you see that with Sony, you know, they're they're making an Uncharted movie. They're making a Twisted Metal TV show, and they're making a new Twisted Metal game to go with the TV show. So, I mean, that's the only reason why we're getting a new Twisted Metal game is because a TV show is coming out. So, you know. Oh, we're back the, to the old days. We're yeah. back to the old days. Get an action figure, get a TV show, and get a video game that might be of suspect quality. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> we're back to our childhood. <laughs> so, uh, I think somebody had mentioned somewhere that they felt com- uh, confident with that uh, with a Destiny IP that they can sell to, like, HBO, they, that they... They want to get something successful, kind of like um. Oh God, I'm so tired right now. I'm trying to remember what the name of that um that series that was on uh HBO, the one that was so popular. It slips my mind. Uh, Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones. Yeah, that's okay. what they felt. They they're looking for something like that. So, because you, know, you got an Uncharted movie, you got um like I said, the Twisted Metal, and I think was there. I, don't, I think that's the only thing that's leaked out so far. I mean, Twisted Metal is confirmed, but. But hey, we're getting a game out of it, so and there, you know, right now it's still considered the golden age of TV. I mean, there's a lot of good shows out there, so it's like not, back in the '80s, it was different because they just they just shit out a show just to sell toys. So and it's like it, yeah. the show didn't matter; it was just to promote the toys. But this is a this age we're in. They're trying to merge everything in there. It's like all right, you got a good product that's a good good TV show or good movie, then you have a good game. You're gonna pull people in, more people into those worlds. So I mean, they got to go hand in hand. You can't. You can't shit out one or the other, so. We really, I haven't thought about that. We really might be in a golden age. The missus and I are not big TV watchers, and we've consumed four series now in like two or three weeks, which is unheard of for us. And we've stormed through, we've binge watched these these shows we were watching. Dang. I mean, is that, that's any any media right now. So I'm like, it's the same thing with anime. I've watched more anime now than ever in my life because I've lost interest in anime within the last... 10 years and just within the recent two years i've watched more than i've ever watched in my life so i'm like resurgence yeah i mean there's so much good shit out there i mean like i'm blow i blew through jojo there's so much good shows out there it's not like the the 90s where you had a handful of good shows and then everything else was just fan service so you know um yeah nudity 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 that was a selling factor you know but um but yeah i mean that, that that's where we're at man it's like everybody's just trying to cross 
brand everything into different media formats. So, I mean, it's all about content. So however you can grow that content, it's the most important thing because everybody's fighting for content right now. So Content is king. I can personally vouch for the new Uncharted movie. I'm five and a half hours into it, six hours. I mean, uh, you, you, the game, I saw you playing the game, right? Yeah. Chapter 11, I think. Yeah. I heard movie. I was like, five-hour movie? What the fuck? I'm going to file this under not an issue. Yeah. <laughs> My favorite commercial ever. <laughs> Don't worry. She'll realize it's not a movie. Yeah, it was. Um, it's been two days. <laughs> it's it's pretty it, It's pretty fucking. Um, I love that fucking one, too. Because I, I think when I, I jumped that. on PS5, it, it, said, it shows you were in Chapter 9. It was telling me what chapter you're at and how, how the percentage you were done. You're like 53% done with Chapter 9. I I can't put no. it down. I'll, well, I'll talk about it in games played because that's my only game played. But we need to see if we can do that feature where we can like join into a party and watch and play it. I know he. I know Richard watched you play Uncharted One on PS4. So yeah. When I streamed I it on Twitch, I think was it Twitch I streamed it on. I think so. Yeah. Well, you were <laughs> supposed to be able to do that on PS PS5. That whole like you know, you can watch your friends. NTR play, basically, yeah. Just NTR, play, yeah. Screen, screen, and screen, and watch, watch what they're playing while you play whatever. And I'm okay with that. Tie our Twitch account to it and go from there. I'm gonna call the the app a silent photographer or something like that. That's what, it's called. <laughs> what I, I guess I'll finish my share play bit. But uh, my brother and I, he was over here when I started uh, the Uncharted collection that we're referring to. The one and that he's he also pur- he purchased you many a times. Yes, he did. He brings it up all the time. He's like, finally, you're playing it. It's good, isn't it? (laughs) He's like getting his revenge, but he was here watching me play it. Uh, I was trying to do the controller swap thing, but he's like, no, you never played it. You have to now. Brant's showing off his PS3 copies. And Resident Evil 6. And um, you you, you oddly recreate his voice very well. (laughs) It's like he was in his room. It's like he was back on the show. Uh, He's never played. Is it Lost Legacy? Is that the second one? Uh, yes. Brant, what is it? Uh, yeah, what is one? the form? The Lost, Lost Legacy. Legacy. Yes. Lost Legacy. He's never played that. So I'm thinking Pretty with good. my PS5, with my PS5 version, we can do the share play thing and go back and forth like we wanted to do, like he was here. So I think that's a pretty good compromise. Because now we're going to be in the house for a couple days more. Anyways, we're going to move on to the NFT story of Woe. Uh, Brant's uh, favorite studio. Why and- not? Brant had already bought some of these, so Brant, why don't you go ahead and tell us about how much uh, blockchain <sighs> Ethereum you've lost. Oh, man. <laughs> I was I was so on board for these. Your worms. What's funny is I, I didn't even know this was announced, and I didn't even know this was ended. So. They could have been onto something with the board worms. They could have made all the stupid-ass worms face. <sighs> so i mean literally this was a 24-hour turnaround so team 17 uh decided to announce meta worms um what this was gonna this was gonna be it's a facebook thing then it was it was gonna be uh nfts uh based on the popular worms franchise they weren't <laughs> injecting it into any of their Man. games it was it was separate uh, it's just, they were going to make it tied to the worm series. Um, of course, games that stretch over, uh, 23 years and has sold over 75 million copies. Um, they would give the fans a chance to own a unique piece of video game memorabilia. Uh, and then, yeah, literally within 24 hours, they, uh, they about faced. Imagine um, that. 
and said, um, we're announcing the end uh, to Meta Worms NFT project. We have listened to our uh, uh, Teamsters development partners uh, and our games communities uh, and the concerns they've expressed. Therefore, we have uh, taken the decision and uh, to step back from N- the NFT space. Because apparently they announced this and people that were involved with the company, different partners, nobody had any clues, any heads up, nothing about this. Even so, the Worm the Worm Studio too, I yeah, believe. Yeah. They were like, uh, they're using our property for what? So there's a lot of people under that Team Seventeen banner. I know uh, so, yeah. the ukulele people are one of them. So yeah, that you had different people like the ukulele team, um, the people that uh, brought over uh, overcooked, overcooked, uh, platonic, platonic. The, yeah, uh, agro crab. Who is that? Going under developer. There, Sounds like an evanescent song. <laughs> yes, it does. <laughs> I heard believe... it on the radio today. That's weird. <laughs> They said, we believe NFTs cannot be environmentally friendly or useful and really are just an overall fucking grift. <laughs> <Quote>. mm. <laughs> yeah, all three of those, all three of those uh, teams were just, yeah, all collectively said, yeah, we're no NFTs here. We're, we don't plan to do anything like that. Ever. So uh, did, did you ever see that uh, person on Twitter, Richard, where he's like, I'm offering all my I'm offering my services to every video game company as an advisor for NFTs. You pay me ten dollars for each uh, advisement, and I'll tell you not to do it. <laughs> That's pretty good. That's his apparently answer every time. A, Don't do it. There's a market for it, apparently. Does he also get to write their apology uh, after further? Uh, they don't even get. They don't get to the stage. He's a consultant. They don't even get to the stage. They announce it. They just oh, like, he stops do it. He's like, no, to, no, we he stops don't, them don't from having do to do the 24-hour turnaround. Yeah, <laughs> I'll do that shit. A bad idea. Don't do it. <laughs> yeah, maybe maybe don't do that. Yeah, that's not a good idea. Because uh, Troy Baker's another one, another example. He was going to get into some voice-based NFT thing, and there was all sorts of outrage with him. Because he's generally been considered like a good guy in gaming for a long time, and and he had one of those stupid apologies too. It's like, come on, read the room. You got you got to know what you're getting into. Yeah, I mean, he 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 went back and he's like, he ain't going to do it now, so it's fine. It is what it is. Yeah. So the only time, and I think Cesar and I were texting about this, uh, there's a developer, I believe his name, and I think I brought it up on the show, but there's a developer named Giles Goddard, and he makes snowboarding games. He made, uh, well, he made the face technology on Mario 64 in that demo thing where you can, like, pull Mario's nose and all that kind of stuff. He made 1080 snowboarding, uh, the first one. Uh, he worked on Star Fox, the FX chip, before the Mario 64 thing. So this guy is a programmer goes way, way back. And he showed uh, he has an Oculus Rift or Oculus Quest snowboarding game called Carve Snowboarding. And then he showed off a snowboarding game for the Playdate, which is that like monochrome yellow with the handle and all that. And looked awesome. And he had brought up in that Twitter thread, you know, what if we sell NFTs like little clips of the game as a Kickstarter? And that got me thinking. I was like. I don't know. Are you using that as an investment on the blockchain? Are you hoping to cash out on that? Are you trying to incentivize the NFT to the person who's who's doing the Kickstarter? You know, usually you get a name in the credits or uh, art book up, up, you know, up promotion or whatever that term is, upsell. You know, there's always like some incentive, some tangible incentive. And, and would that be one? Because I do want to play date at some point 
And I would love to have a snowboarding game by the snowboarding game guy. This is the guy who makes the snowboarding games. And so that had me thinking, like, is that the best avenue for that? Like, I would maybe I would do it. I'm not investing in. But and, and is that how they get us? Do they Trojan horse these ideas into, uh, you know, is this the new DLC thing where the horse armor is the first outrageous example for a thousand Microsoft points? And then now it's something we just live with every day. You know. I got to thinking about that, but uh, hopefully other people pitch in there and it's not it's not me voting with my wallet for the snowboarding game guy because I've got other snowboarding games I can buy from the snowboarding game guy. No, we need more 1080s. <laughs> I agree. We need more 1080s. I love 1080s. More cool borders. Cool borders five. Let's go. So I had one of these. I had one of the 1080 songs stuck in my head. We used to sit on the menus and there's not that many tracks in that soundtrack like wave race the uh brand actually kicked this off i was listening to the wave race soundtrack then i was like i played way more 1080 than wave race let me listen to that and you hear these sound clips or you hear these samples and then you hear these voices and they repeat over and over and i just thought it was some catchy thing when i was a kid you know that you hear this same like techno type thing no it's the n64 and they only had a certain amount of ram you know, rom cartridge space and they couldn't fill a lot of it with music so they did these looping sound effects and, you know, you'd have these repeat choruses and add it to a techno beat, that sort of thing. So uh, a little interesting callback. Not like the PlayStation with that CD quality uh, Red Book audio. Big difference. Yeah, I mean, I, like when I was loading up games. And then past Omega, Red Book. I loaded up Grand Turismo 2 and I didn't realize I had STP in there. So I was like, oh, God, I'm part of the first track. So. Heck, yeah. Wait, which one? Grand Turismo 2. 2 has it in there? Yeah. It was like the very first track, very first song. I was like, oh, God, I'm just sitting there, sitting there listening to grunge Grand music Turismo as I play Grand Turismo. I was like, yeah. I know in Grand Turismo 2, there's a, somebody did a, like a electronic dub of Manic Street Preachers, Everything Must Go. And I love that version of that one on that soundtrack. I love that original. It's really good in that, in that uh, techno style. That's a good ass game. Brent's holding up Grand Turismo 2. Yeah. I don't know. I still, I still, uh, I still die on a hill for uh, Ridge Racer Four. So, uh, Ridge and Racer it only, uh, awesome. only takes up to four to maybe fifteen blocks on your memory card. So there's that. So sorry. One of the best things about Ridge Racer Four is you also get the sixty frames per second Ridge Racer Uno included. Yep. As that second disc, that was like an awesome add-on. I want to get more a, of they, that. They had to compete against Grand Tours. I was like, we can do two discs. <laughs> Jim Ryan said nobody will play this in the future. <laughs> nobody will play these games. I'm playing it for SDP, man. I was like, damn, I just kept playing the same track over and over again. <laughs> I am, I am, I am. <laughs> I won't lie. I watched that state of play hoping that we would get like a Gran Turismo collection of some kind just for preservation's yeah. sake and that sort of thing. Yeah. And it, they're dubbing it the anniversary edition. I was like, oh, yeah, they're going to lean into this. They didn't. Nope. It's fine. Uh, next up, MLB The Show is making its debut on... PlayStation 5, PlayStation 4, once again, Xbox One, Xbox Series consoles, and Game Pass. And for the first time, Nintendo Switch on April 5th. So portable baseball will once again be on Nintendo Switch, and it won't be a crappy cash-in type title. And I know that at least the Xbox version, I think... Uh, maybe the PlayStation version. I did hear something about you having cross-save features. Cross-progression. 
Yeah. Cross progression and uh, cross and online multiplayer between all three. Yeah. That's that freaking, is dope. Yeah, that's freaking awesome. Be able to I play. didn't know that until I just read that and you yeah. talked about it. So that makes uh, a portable version accompanied with a Game Pass version quite enticing. Yep. It's a whole lineage of firsts here. Oh, God, I was waiting for it's a whole new world. <laughs> Go ahead, Brent. You got to start There's a whole it. new world of baseball out there. Go ahead. Just close your eyes. A brand new, I don't know, world to get some peanuts and Cracker Jacks. Or oh, something. God. That's pretty try, good. I'm, try, I'm trying to combine everything here. Brent's going to get the game and try to find the Jasmines versus the Jafars. He's going to like, i got to set up the ultimate matchup. I just you, want the you, Iagos. you got to get the Iagos as the empire. I want the <laughs> I feel for him, man. He... <laughs> I want Gil- Gilbert Godfrey standing on the sidelines as the coach, just yelling and uh, yelling at all the players. I feel for him. He was close friends with Norm McDonald and Bob Saget. Oh. He, he lost both of them oh. very recently. Yeah. Sucks. I feel for that dude. That comedian circle's taking a hit. Uh, were there any other big features about MLB The Show? Uh, it's awesome. It's coming to Switch. Uh, the standard edition of the game will be priced at 60 on Xbox One, Switch, and PS4. The same standard edition is 70 on PS5 and series consoles. If you purchase the PS4 edition and are planning to upgrade to PS5, you need to purchase the digital edition to take advantage of a $10 upgrade offer. So there's your path to victory. It is not like Mike. the Uncharted <laughs> the Uncharted collection or what goes to Tsushima. Yeah. This is one of the oddball. You got to buy digital if you want to upgrade later. It's done. Yeah. Remember, they said a Horizon was going to be the last one that everybody got for free. That was the last one they promised. Everything else has been new that's been announced has been ten dollars uh, upgrades. That is true. Which is uh, fine because I, I ended up buying that non charter collection like you for ten bucks. So I was like, whatever. Yes, I'll get I the physical copy when it's like twenty later. So that is also the case, and it's still cheaper than the forty nine when it's out new. So yeah. I added it in my cart at first. It said fifty bucks. I was like, I don't think this is happening. <laughs> Something's wrong. Here. I'll play it now. I'll I'll digital digitalize it. Yeah. Uh, MLB the show. That's a big deal. Uh, Gran Turismo State of Play. We already kind of mentioned this a little bit. Five minutes of it, and then I was like, I'm buying this anyways, and I'll just fuck around with it. I watched I watched a little bit and then I had it on and was listening to it while I was in the shower and then finished it after I got out of the shower. Oh God. It sounds like, uh, the league. You ever watch the league? <laughs> yes. Many times. When he's, when he's watching Great the show. porn in the shower and all that stuff with the bag around it. I'm trying to watch it. He's like, I, I, I was like, he's watching it for the story. He's not allowed to remember. He's not allowed to jerk off to it. He has to watch it for the story. No, that if was you, if you listen to what I, if you listen to what I said, I said I, I listened to it in the shower. I had I had it on the counter, <laughs> not in the no, shower. No, no, I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about the league. Just that that whole I know, bit I know. funny. Is that is that because it's like he's always yelling at like they invited all his friends over to watch porn and they're like they're exercising too and it's like man it's like it's so hard to follow the story. <laughs> it's so stupid. We're not even going to talk about Rafi and Dirty Randy, sir. Just oh god, the one where the he kept doing cocaine. Remember, I'm a yeah. I'm a dude cocaine. It's <laughs> <laughs> a bad plot line. Dude, it, oh, sir! If you haven't seen it, it's it's a trip. good, man. Yeah, that's how I recommended it years ago. It's it's a it's a pretty it, it's hilarious, dude. It's a it's great show. Football, man, is is up is up in our alley. It's about is this? They have a fantasy football league, and they're all competing for a trophy called the Shiva, which is based off somebody they knew from high school that yeah. was like uh, not the, the smartest fantasy person someone? in high school. Huh? 
Not the Final Fantasy summon? No. I don't want to say anything about it because it's kind of borderline inappropriate, so I'm just going to leave it at yeah. that. Shiva Kamini Soma Kondakra. That is it. Yeah, her full name. And it's funny because later on they end up meeting her in real life, and it's like <laughs> they're trying to keep like the trophy away from her, and it's like it's it do it's funny. You just have to watch it. Yeah, it's 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 a really good show. It's like what, about, five it's or six football. seasons. That's the whole premise of that yeah. whole show, fantasy football. And it's like they always have real football players on there, and they're always like doing the draft for the teams and everything. Brent, that didn't hook you on football after that. Nah. Your gateway. And that's the thing is like I'm not even a huge sports guy, but that show. It has some really good comedians and some really great. Uh, I mean, that, that's one of those shows where they kind of have a script and the script is just kind of an outline and they just let those guys go. Yeah. And they basically just go go all out and they wind up having to do multiple takes on stuff because they make each other laugh so much on what they come up with. But that's awesome. The final product <sighs> is freaking hilarious. Richard, I, this is your show, man. It's like there's there's bits in there where like um, I think. All right, where can I watch? I'm I'm already. Sold. It's on it's on Hulu. So it's at, believe it or not, it's actually a Disney show. Uh, so uh, it's on Hulu. But, oh um, yeah, FX. Yeah, FX. It got bought by Disney. But um, it, there's a whole bit where we switched to your carrier of choice. So sorry. So who who was um, I forgot the name though. The one with the the very attractive wife. Remember she Ruxin. just had a baby, huh? Who Ruxin? Ruxin. Yeah, he she yeah. She, she just had the baby, so they wouldn't Sophia. have have intercourse anymore and so he was like watching these uh bouncing girls and exercise uh uh clothing and and that was what he was doing to to survive and it's like i think his wife walked in on him remember and he's like i'm I'm just i'm just shopping for clothes and then she saw this jumping up and down she's like oh i know what you're doing (laughs) (laughs) and she like banned him from sex for like even longer (laughs) it's like those those are the bits they got in there it's like you would enjoy it because it's all about family stuff and like them trying to do fantasy football around Okay. Their wives and their kids, and like, and they still try to keep like their playfulness from like their college days and their bullshit yeah. around. So it's like that. I was about to say she she needs to let him lean into that because the alternative is way worse than whatever he can look oh, at. Oh no, no, you, you have to see her, man. He's whooped. He's, oh, yeah, he's he, he's he's yeah, he's whooped. She's, yeah, he's yeah, he he would not do anything to her. He's whooped. He he knows how good he's got it. <laughs> and what's he, funny is like she he's he's like his character is like this kind of hectic um uh guy and he's he's a lawyer and he's jewish and his wife is this just extremely gorgeous um like latina woman and she's like catholic and they wind up like having bouts back and forth about their you know what what to bring up the kids as and this that and the other uh, oh god, it sounds good, man. I, that was a good show, man. I, that sucks that it ended, man. But it, yeah. I think it was like five seasons, so yeah. Somebody That's, will revive it, right? Uh, maybe. They had they had a lot of good cameos from like what he was saying from different um, football players and uh, comedians as well come in as different characters and stuff. Larry David Ta- shows Taco up. Was pretty good too, man. Yeah, there's, there's a guy named just Taco. Jean Lejoie. Larry David's good in everything. <laughs> Larry, yeah, but Larry David shows up. Jeff Goldblum shows up. Um, yeah. Sarah Silverman. There's, there's I, a bunch of people just show up as like favorites, little characters. It's all about the, it's all about fantasy football. It's all like, and it's always they're trying to trick each other into weird, stupid trades. Like I was like, I don't want to choose a kicker first. There, there was one where they end up choosing a kicker first. It's like, why did you do that as your first round yeah. pick? 
Taco hey, doesn't know anything. I think it was Taco because I think they, I think they make fun of him because he I think he chose like two kickers before he started yeah. getting like quarterback. So I was like, Taco, <laughs> he doesn't know anything. So. Oh, so there's our takes on the Gran Turismo state of play. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah. also and a small and a small review on the inappropriate show called The League that is now owned by Disney is uh, available on Hulu for streaming. So. I also vaguely watched it just like you guys did. Um, it looks beautiful. <laughs> They really lean into, oh, my hot take of it. So I'm watching it. The missus is uh, next to the TV at her desk, and she she's hearing what's going on. It's very Gran Turismo-esque, which is super high production values, ridiculous camera descriptions. There's a cafe Gran Turismo in this one where you sit down, and you get a menu, and you order yeah. your car. And it's not, She's listening to all this. She turns around. She's like, do you like this stuff? I was like, I was like, no, but I, I respect it for what it is because the people who do eat that shit up and it is extremely one of those. I know and when they when they started showing the cafe and stuff, I thought I like might be might have gotten like a, a Carvana commercial or something in the middle of my Gran Turismo right. state of play because it was it was that in depth and detailed and they have, you know, new cars and used cars and high valued cars even though they're they're used because they might be a classic car and then they went it looks in amazing though they, and the dual sense stuff and ray tracing on ps5 oh, it's, yeah. it's all the they no doubt speaking the tech stuff yeah that I was it looks here gorgeous you know it what else looks I, gorgeous so i mentioned i wanted a gran turismo anniversary something give us you know one yeah. two three or maybe the ps2 ones are easier maybe it's three four or maybe the PS3 one. I don't know. You got a whole legacy there that Jim Ryan literally pissed on this one franchise. I love how he came back and was like, yeah, I don't talk about that anymore, remember? Like, whenever they talk about anything with legacy, he's like, I learned my lesson. Because they ever, he knew everybody ate him up on that. So We have been ever since. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you put your foot in your mouth, you're going to be known for stuff hey, like that. I give it to him. He admitted his mistake and doesn't talk about it. You know, some people lean into it. They'd go doubling down on it. So, yeah. You know. He's just like, hey, I don't know what I'm talking about. Basically, what he says, I'm just, I'm not gonna mention anything on that anymore. Leave it to somebody <laughs> else to talk about the old. Yeah, yeah, it's like, yeah. I was hoping we would get something like that. Where is my thought going? And I was hoping we would get a demo. Part of me was like, hey, there's a Gran Turismo. They'll end it with, hey, there's a Gran Turismo they're Seven gonna, Prologue. They're gonna, they're gonna mail you a demo disc of it. I would absolutely take a Gran Turismo. Yeah. And then you, and then you awaken from your dream, and you're like, ah, oh, that was a great dream. And I've wet myself, and Jim Ryan's next to me telling me I'll never play those old school games again. <laughs> no, he's, 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 he's next to you. He's like, what do you want to fire at first, Grand Turismo or Grand Turismo 2? And you're still dreaming. <laughs> no, I'm like, Cesar, Cesar said play Grand Turismo 2. It's got the STP song in it. And I, I know, know I'm being the... accepted. There's no I... way. There's two dreams within a dream. I know I'm being accepted. I know I ha it has that Somebody's trying to plant an idea in my head. <laughs> <laughs> Wake up. We got to go to the store and get Grand Turismo. <laughs> Which one? They haven't made one since Sport. There you go, yeah. Oh. But, I mean, they showed off a lot. Um, What was it? Like 300 World map. 300, 300 cars just from... Uh, like 90, it was like 90 locations and... Yeah, 400 so, cars. Some crazy. 34 locations from and with 90 layouts. So yeah, I guess we get yeah. three variations on every layout or every location. They went in-depth into not only, like, dynamic weather but like cloud formation and complete like weather and how skies look and how the clouds look and how it's not just a generic sky or layout like everything's unique to the specific location country region that you're 
driving in and oh my gosh yeah, they talked about all the different asphalt the, yeah, types. I love the, and the star, the star patterns, the and star patterns, not and just the star sky, but also planets. Wherever the planets are at, if you're there, if you're in Australia, you're gonna see the sky and the planets. Is that is that their version of like a, if you see a mountain, you can climb it? Bullshit. Basically, it had yeah. that same it had that same feeling. No level. You want to race in Australia? Go race. Go race in Australia. Look up. Sky should limit. Look up. That's space. Look down. That's the ground. Look right. That's some trees. <laughs> Look left. That's a kangaroo. You're in Australia. <laughs> <laughs> Too bad you already felt the kangaroo yeah. punch you with your dual sense. Now look up again. There's the stars again. Now look down. There's the ground again. <laughs> look right. There's more kangaroos and they've crossed the road. <laughs> and, and there's more trees with koalas in it. <laughs> look left. There's flying spiders. You definitely are in Australia. <laughs> In case you were confused. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it's like a bad old spice commercial. Just with Grand Turismo. <laughs> or some bad VR thing where, where it changes. It changes. Oh, dude, looking up and down and left and right. What's happening? <laughs> this must be Australia. Let me out. <laughs> the helmet won't come off anymore with the box. <laughs> I don't care how real the stars are. Holy shit. Australia VR is kind of scary. <laughs> Just like the real thing. Hey, man, it started off as a penal colony. It's not somewhere you oh really want to go. Yeah. No, that's a knife. Oh, yeah, and that's why I told you when I played uh, Vanguard, I played, uh, was it the Rasses? Something, you know, they sent the Australians over there to uh, Northern Africa. So the British did. And they're like, they told them, like, you have to fight for the queen. And that whole bit w- with them is like, ah, we don't even know who this queen is. You sent us away to begin with. Why are we fighting for you now? So they were pretty upset about it. So Yeah, like indentured servitude fighting. Yeah. We might die for this. Like you right, us, it's like you've been in us hundreds of years ago. Now you now you need us. <laughs> Please, God, let's wrap up this Grand Turismo story. <laughs> no, forever. We'll never get there. Uh, museum, used car dealer, legendary car dealer, world circuit, mission races, multiplayer, yeah. uh, split screen. Talked a lot about how you could go into deep dives into each different car company and their legacy and... Oh, they had like uh, uh, engineer interview stuff where they would yeah. talk about yeah overdubs. I was, I mean, if you're a car person, it's really awesome. Uh, and, I'm not, I'm not a car person, so I don't know. And then they showed uh, showed like different things with tuning different cars and and things like that. They also talked about um, how the 3D audio, um, and then a lot about <laughs> the uh, the music, and there's different camera options uh taking pictures of the cars and doing different like filters and um things that you couldn't necessarily do in real life with a camera and i kind of was like yeah but you could do it with a picture and then photoshop but you know i guess it's cool to be able to all do that in one place on your in in the world of gran turismo um showed off um the the different like replays and things you could do with uh, like showing different camera angles of your your replays um and p- being able to set different music to it things like that and just continuing with the long line of high quality high production value of the Gran Turismo series that music race looked cool too did y'all yeah. talk about the beat race thing I, I didn't really. 
they're, they'll pick a theme song, and I couldn't really tell how it was integrated to the track, but it's like as you crossed underneath some of those um, milestone or markers and things like that, you would get a different beat to the music. That looked pretty cool. Kind of like the rhythm of the night. Yep, just like that. The symphony to the rhythm of the night. The harmo night, as it were. Would you play a harmo night too? Harmo night. I would play Harmon Knight three. He'll skip two. He'll skip two. I don't play. Two. I don't play the second <laughs> version. I don't play twos. I don't play betas. I only play Office. Next up in news, I watched this trailer, but I did not see any other news about it. Somebody want to take this one from Yacht Club Games? That's not Shovel Knight. What? I can read it because I didn't watch any of it. So. Oh, it looks good as fuck. It's up your alley, Cesar. Yeah. So this is from uh, the Shovel Knight developer, Yacht Games. Like you said, Mina the Hollower. Uh, it's a Game Boy Color retro 8-bit aesthetic uh, coming for PS5, Xbox Series, PS4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC. I'm going to cut you off for a second. Cesar, this is literally uh, Link's Awakening meets Castlevania. Yes. Uh, Kickstarter campaign is seeking $300,000 to fund development. I'm also seeking $300,000 to fund <laughs> yeah. me quitting my job. But uh, To continue your development of staying yeah. at home. <laughs> Developing for staying at home, yes. <laughs> So, uh, Descend into a Frightful World of Action Adventure. This is all from uh, Gematsu from Sal Romano. The Sal Romano. The Sal Romano from his breaks from the minor leagues that he can't play anymore. Uh, in the World of Action. He was a Yankee last year. Huh? I said he was a Yankee last year. And his ma- Okay, and in his major league <laughs> debut. Uh, take control of Amina, a renowned hollow- hollower hurtled into a god. Hollower hurtled. What kind of word is that? Into a desperate mission. To rescue a cursed island. And you burrow beneath hazards and monsters with foes into oblivion and gear up with an arsenal of side arms and trinkets. Explore a vast world filled with pixel perfect graphics, masterful gameplay, beastly bosses, and infectious music. Who wrote this? Was it Dr. Seuss? Encounter a <laughs> cast of bizarre characters, search out secrets and array of exotic locals, and illuminate them omnipresent darkness and Mina the Hollower, a brand new game from the developers who brought you Shovel Knight. And as Richard has uh, mentioned here, it, it looks like a marriage of uh, uh, Link's Awakening with uh, a bit of Castlevania. Is the and, Kickstarter and, funded yet? I just clicked it. Oh, yeah, it's way past yeah, it. It's only oh, 300000 yeah. Come on, I've seen more happen than that. So. We funded Shinmu from a damn <laughs> movie theater seat. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was, yeah, it was done before we left. Remember? Yep. I was like, oh, shit. Yeah, they're they're officially funded. Twenty eight days to go. Four hundred and ninety thousand dollars is where they're at out of that three hundred eleven thousand dollar goal. Yeah, so there and then there's that. I mean, I'm I'm looking at it, getting some uh some of the drawings here, getting a lot of uh secret uh yeah vibes. frisbee, it's frisbee with that dark dark ending. I was like, damn, these kids movies are like this in the eighties. Yeah, and, it was um, it was rough. Yeah, we'll just leave it at that. I'm still mentally scarred from the Transformers movie, but uh, <laughs> the animated one at least. Electrifying MSX style soundtrack by Chiptune Virtuoso Jake Kaufman. What makes something sound MSX style? Was that like a super 8 bit style? Because um, I know the MSX was a pretty strong computer, but is it known for specific sound quality? Like I don't that, know. To advertise I need to that? fire up um, Metal Gear. Metal Gear 2 on the yeah. HD collection and see. Since those are the MSX ports, that's the only MSX ports I have on hand. So 
That never released here, right? We never got the MSX computer? We got the... No, we never got it. Um, we got the bastard version of Metal Gear, remember? So. Yes, I do know that. And the super bastard version of Metal Gear 2. Oh, the one without Kojima? Like, yeah, it's like a... Not even a cousin version. I don't even know what you would call that. I mean, the MSX was what the... I had to look it up to make sure, but yeah, it is the first Microsoft video game console, so... Well, people, I think Microsoft helped develop some part of it, but it's not like a Microsoft product. I don't think the MS stood for Microsoft. No, no, no. It's Unless not, I'm that's way not off. what it stands for. It's announced yeah. by Microsoft and uh, ASCII Corporation. It was yeah. initially conceived by Microsoft as a product for the Eastern sector, jointly marketed. It was the equivalent of like uh, Apple IIe or Commodore for the East. That's the East. But we would famously get NES and uh, like Master System ports from MSX stuff. So and, uh, was that Sharp computer like Sharp? I don't know. X? Looking at it, it's it's it was designed by Microsoft. That's all it is. It's running on a Microsoft operating system. It's running on MSX DOS. Mm-hmm. Um, MSX DOS. Yep. And it was the rights were sold to every manufacturer to make it. It wasn't made by Microsoft. It was something they designed for other people to make because it was made by Sony, Pioneer, Panasonic, Samsung, Sharp, Philips, Canon, Yamaha, Toshiba, Mitsubishi, Sanyo, JVC, Fujitsu, Spectra Video, Gold Star, and it goes on. I mean, basically anybody made it. So, Bill Gates famously kept uh, Microsoft a software company. What was their first hardware device? A, a mouse. A keyboard, I don't know. Peripherals. They did peripherals though. But you're they saying did the accessories. Xbox. Xbox. The Xbox. That was the first like Microsoft branded thing. And speaking they of did. all of those people that says are named, at least three of them uh made different versions of the three DO. And a lot of that team, a lot of that, I'm guessing you got, well, yeah, that was like the second, the second episode or something like that. But you remember the, like the 3DO team basically went up against the original Xbox pioneers. Yep. And they lost. That was great because it was a bunch of CE people on that other side. And they got in that meeting with Bill Gates. So this one side of the, this is, I guess this is part of the spoiler for that first part of that power on series, but uh, the DirectX team had built this idea and word got out and a competing team wanted a part of that because they had helped put that operating system on the Dreamcast. They were like, we yeah. know what to do. So uh, Bill Gates has this grand presentation for the two of them. And the CE team goes first, I believe. They have a yeah. PowerPoint. They're outlining all the stuff they want to do in the hardware and all that stuff. And, and Seamus, Seamus they, Blackley on the, on the, on the DirectX side. Yeah. They've built a fucking box. Like they have a yeah. they have a machine that plays Tomb Raider. It plays an emulated version of Tomb Raider. That yeah, they and, pull out a box, <laughs> turn it on, it um, and within within seconds of pressing the power button, it's just on and Bill Gates is floored on how fast it started up. He's incredulous because it's running on some Bill. He says, "Show Windows. show me that again. Show yeah. me that again. Why doesn't Windows boot up this fast on a PC?" Because I know all of us remember, but you used to turn on your computer and then go do something else for a little while while it started up. Because they had to they stole a version of Windows and then stripped the hell out of it. That's what it was. They took that code and started like slicing it. So sorry, you need to watch a special man. It's good as it's so damn good. There's so many good tidbits in there. I thought I knew a lot about that original Xbox. 
there's some great content in there from all across the board, top to bottom. I'll meet you in the middle. I'll do I'll do like my coworkers do at work. You know, there was one that was like, hey, I'll I'll read your Transformers comics if you read the Bible. <laughs> and believe it or not, my coworker he started reading the Bible, and the other friend, the other coworker did not read any Transformers comics. So oh no! Watch, if you watch uh, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, I will watch that entirety. Of that special until then. Okay, so special. that's like six that special is almost yeah. It's like six episodes. Yeah. What am I so trading? You can bad. watch. You can watch six episodes of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. We'll meet. I'll meet you in the middle. I can do that. I'll start it. I'll watch JoJo's Bizarre yeah. Adventure. I know I'll like it. I need to. I need stuff. to. I need to finish that first part of Ozarks, but after that, I'll start on JoJo. And it's oh funny, god, we I, derailed I, again. Every news story just leads us down this road. <laughs> I mean, you know, that's this is the bullshit we do in my job because, like, you know, I was telling them about the. Uh, Castlevania Symphony Night, the Japanese one I was playing. Yeah. About the Dracula down and go, what's up, she got? Now, every time we, we fuck up or we do something at work and that, that something bad happens, we always uh, get off the phone like, what's up, she got? <laughs> <laughs> and I already know something happened and he died. So I was like, <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, what happened over there? I can hear right, what's up, from here. Me to the Hollower. That's, we're going to leave that one behind now. What about those PlayStation sales? Yeah, let's check in with Sauramano and Gamatsu because he won't let us write for him. Uh, this is just a quick note. PS5 shipments top 17.2 million. That's a lot more than I thought they would have gotten out by now. And more than half of those are sitting in a reseller's basement, I'm sure. Like Sony sold them. Who gives a shit where they come from? Yeah, that? right. And PS4 tops 116.8 million. That is wild. I want to see where they close in on the other ones. Does it say? It does not. Mm-hmm. There are 48 million PlayStation Plus subscribers as of December 31st, 2021, which is up 0.6 million from the 47.4 million subscribers during the same period the previous fiscal year. That would probably be the only growth that they're looking at and not being pleased with. The console sold is very good. I know they want to grow out this PlayStation Plus subscriber mm-hmm. thing. And a 0.6 million increase from the year before would make a company look at expanding that service or doing something different with it. Would you guys also agree to this? Yeah. It doesn't, Which, it doesn't help those rumors are out there, too, because at this point, I imagine anybody who doesn't have are going to hold out to see what's new coming out. So, yeah. You know how it is. It's, that's that domino effect. So whatever rumors came out recently, now everybody's going to be like, oh, I'm waiting just in case they do come out with something. Why would I pay for something? Then i got to pay for something again. Uh, I'm good for like two more years or something like that. So I think I'll just I, wait and I see. kept buying them for like they were $23. I think I'm good until like 2026 or something like that. Whatever the <laughs> max out was, I'm, I'm done. I don't even I don't even think about it at this point. I don't even have to worry about it. So Yeah, I haven't in a long time. Uh, I wanted to see where, because one, the PS4 at 116.8. I know it's past the first PlayStation, right? Is it past the Wii? I don't think so. It, it's mm, that or it's no, very close. So. Wii is crazy. And then, of course, the PS2 is the king still way up there. Brand, did you ever go look for that controller? No, I wound up not going. There was I a thought about it. <laughs> there was a sealed DualShock 2 at a local thrift, thrift. store. Yeah, yeah, thrift store. And I passed on it. It was $26. And I was like, ah. I looked online. They're like $80, I'm like, I don't need a new one. They sold... 500 billion versions of this console. There's so many controllers out there. That's the one sealed one. Mm. I felt like I was okay passing on because there are so many PS2s out so there. And I have the, I have probably 20 controllers. 
Yeah, I got. I still got like uh, three new in the box PS2 controllers. So I'm like, yeah. I still got four new in the box Dreamcast controllers. I don't know what to do with mm, three new in the box VMU ones. Uh, memory cards that hopefully still work. Um, the battery. Well, those batteries don't leak like that, right? The 2032s. I have to open them up Not one really. day and look at them. They're still sealed in the box. The Wii sold 101 million copies. Okay, so PS4 is past the Wii, so it's second place officially all time now, right? The next, nothing the, else. the next up on the list that is coming against is going to be the Game Boy and the Game Boy Color at 118 million. And then after that, I don't think it's going to go any further because the next one up will be the DS at 154 million, and then the PS2 at 155. Yeah. The DS, I forgot the DS was a monster. I don't really count. I know people count Game Boy, Game Boy Color together, and there was a Twitter thread about that not too long ago, but. They're almost separate to me, but I guess it's the same architecture. But mm-hmm. yeah, there was a there was a boost in there. I guess that was like a Game Boy Pro because it was still backwards compatible and it, it only did a little bit more. And there was only a few exclusive games. There weren't a shit ton because the Advance replaced it within what a year, two years. You had the Advance come out because as soon yeah. as I bought my Game Boy Color, I, that same fall I got a GBA, and I was like, "Why did I do this?" Now that then Nintendo Switch is at ninety-two million, so that's got a pretty good chance of Switch is, Switch is going to make it for yeah. sure. Yeah. yeah, that one's going to go. That that one's that's probably going to be your best chance. So, can y'all see these white hairs? I just noticed that. That's pretty bad. Y'all see the white? A little bit. Fucking old man. Cool man. That happens to everybody. Yep. All right, coming soon. We'll try to breeze through these. Coming soon to Xbox Game Pass, you're going to get Contrast, which is available today. Dreamscaper. Also an option on a monitor. (laughs) Uh, Next up, we have Brightness, uh, followed by Sharpness. (laughs) And uh, Source. Don't forget Source input. Oh, Microsoft. This is what Microsoft... This is all Microsoft can do, uh, making games, right? Just Windows-type stuff and... Word processors. Uh, contrast, Dreamscaper. I can't unhear contrast now. Uh, telling lies. And then next week you have Besiege. Sweet Little Eyes. Sweet Little Eyes. Chris, uh, Crossfire X, which is a single-player campaign. I might try this. Oh. I keep seeing it showing off. It oh. looks good. Or an option to connect two graphics cards that are AMD branded together. So, On oh, Crossfire? X. Yeah. Uh, that's a Remedy-developed first-person single-player adventure, too. Uh, Edge of Eternity, Skull, the Hero Slayer, The Last Kids on Earth, and the Staff of Doom, Ark Ultimate Survival Edition, Survivor Edition, uh, Infernax. Staff of Doom? What, what, was that one title or was that two games? Uh, the Last Kids on Earth and the Staff of Doom. Okay. Battle Hordes of Zombies and Monsters in The Last Kids on Earth and the Staff of Doom, a semi-open world action RPG that tells a new story in the post-apocalyptic, post-apocalyptic town of Wakefield. Playing as teen survivors Jack, Quint, June, or Dirk, you'll explore zombie-infested streets on your quest to stop Malandre. Wasn't that one of our episode titles? A powerful adversary from obtaining the staff of doom. There it is. I needed that. Not Melange. 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 Uh, Your DLC game updates are Grounded, which is your Into the Wood update, and Microsoft Flight Simulator. Update 7, Australia. You can't make this up. We've already Yeah, look left. <laughs> then look right again. Then look down again. Then look up again. We've got to read that now. Australia <laughs> features new aerial imagery, high-resolution elevation maps, and 3D cities. Soar over the renowned Great Barrier Reef. Visit modern architectural feats. Explore the evocative forms of interior deserts. And tour new handcrafted airports and points of interest. 
This free update also includes new discovery flights, fresh landing challenges, and bush tips, bush trips that highlight this oh. beautiful region of our oh. planet. Oh. Oh. It's the Australian bush. Watch out for those bush tips. In VR. And the kangaroos. I'm taking the, I'm taking the VR off if I see bush tips in there. I'm like, no, this is not, not the game for me. Uh, I don't know a lot about the games coming in. I do know a good bit about the games leaving on February 15th. This is a pretty hefty leaving list. I think it's yeah. more substantial than the coming in list. Uh, you have Control, huge title. Code Vein, another big title. Final Fantasy XII, The Zodiac Age, huge title. The Medium, which was one of their marquee X, uh, Series X games at launch. Series Project, X exclusive. It was. Uh, Project Winter and The Falconeer. Those are all leaving on February 15th. Almost the Winter Soldier and the Falcon, but close. Project Winter Soldier and the Falconeer. Yes. Do you think they put them together like that on purpose? <laughs> I think so. What do you think, Brent? They had to. I'm yeah. looking at it, and I think it's just alphabetical. And then when you saw Brand, when you saw Control, you, the first thing that popped in your mind was Nine Inch Nails, right? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's another 90s music episode. All right. Next, next we'll be talking about Rocco's Modern Life and uh, fucking Angry Beavers. Welcome to the 90s. I love this Angry yeah. Beavers. Yeah. Uh, PlayStation Now games for February of this year. You are getting Grand Theft Auto Vice City, the definitive edition. They stole Someone it from Nintendo. That. It was supposed to be them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Death Squared <laughs> The sequel to Death Stranding I almost got there <laughs> little, little Big Workshop Am I reading this right? Yeah, it's almost like Little Big Planet Really? I gotta go uh, in there and look Hold on. Through the Darkest of Times And that is it I guess your marquee titles are Grand Theft Auto and Death Squared so, I mean, if, if Little Big Workshop, what, what would it be? I mean, it would it be like, it wouldn't be Medium Molecule. It would be like, what, something Atom? Or would it be like a Book Atom or something like that that developed the game? I have to be What's like opposite of media? A book? Uh, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> oh, you're trees. looking for a synonym. Yeah, I'm trying to find something, man. Um, book Electron? Booktron. Booktron. <laughs> I don't know, man. I'm trying to come up with something here. I like, it's like how you just threw that together. I'm, it's like it's like the lamest transformer. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I got a booktron. <laughs> like yeah, eighth one. Instead like, of that mechanical. Instead yeah. of like that mechanical uh, noise when he transforms, it's just like paper folding. He folds into one of those little origami. Like pick a color, you know, and uh, then you open it up, and it's like the it's like the first two paragraphs of a tale of two cities or something like that. It's like some yeah. kind of book that like oh, I had to read this in school, and I got to read this. Pick it, yeah, pick a letter, pick a number. Okay, and it was, it was the best of times. It was the worst of times. Yes, it was, there we go. Oh, Cesar, you said it's the eighth one. Brant froze. Okay, Cesar, you said it was the eighth one. He's completing the set. It's the last Harry Potter book, so it's like they don't. Oh, it's God. just it's just finishing Harry Potter. <laughs> And somebody had to finish the collection of Booktrons. That's all they had. I need the color palettes they come in looking for. I need the red one. Where's the red one? Give me the red one. <laughs> the red book. The CD, the CD rules. The red book one. Yeah. It plays all the way through. It never loops. Oh, that's pretty good. Uh, someone take these games with gold. They suck. 
Uh, I don't think yeah. I do. They suck so games, bad, you're not going to do them. Games they suck so bad. These are bad. Games with like, gold. I, they suck so bad, I refuse to read them. <laughs> games with gold and PlayStation Plus are not very strong this month. I, I don't know, man. Broken Sword is really good. I was about to say, okay, so first no, they these... both suck. I just looked at both. They both suck. Go ahead, Brent. Tell us how bad First uh, games with gold. Um, Broken Sword 5. Uh, the Serpent's Curse. Uh, then we have Aerial Knights. Never Broken yield. Sword one through four. Obviously, yeah. You're not going to know what like happens. The, there's another one called like the Castle Beyond the the Sky or something like that. It's some weird thing. That's I am wrong. Aerial Aerial Knights never yield. I followed the development of this on uh, Twitter. He's a very good uh, follow on Twitter. He's a black game developer, so he pushes a lot of that with his game development and his mm-hmm. stories and his interviews and things like that. And he won a shit ton of awards. And uh, one of the awards he just got, uh, I think the guy's name is Jerry Lawson, the creator of the Fairchild F, the first cartridge-based system, was a black gentleman. So we have a black gentleman in Black History Month to thank for our cartridge-based systems that we all love. Before then, you bought a system and it played that one game, and that was it. So this award that I just saw Ariel Knight get was uh, uh, a, a ROM of... It wasn't his game, but it was. It had that cartridge in his award, and I thought that was super cool. But go ahead. Um, we also have Hydrophobia, which mm, I've heard some people say that they like that game. I'm not 100% on that one. What are you doing there? Soma would be a better version of, the, of this game. Soma? Okay. okay. And then Band of Bugs. Was I like the, the Kingdom for Keflings or whatever that shit was? I'm not sure on that. You know, you know what I'm talking about, Richard? Kind of. The, those those Xbox Live games that came out. I think that was like the one Xbox Live game I played the shit out of. Was like Kingdom yes. of Keflings or some shit. That was kind of like all, uh, when they first started. They had like the avatar integration type yeah, stuff yeah. with them. It's like, yeah, we bought Rare. You make these avatars, and now you put them in games. Yeah, because these things don't look that great. They literally look like the Xbox avatars. Band of Bugs. We're saving $10 by not buying that. Yeah. And Bugs Life 2. PlayStation Plus for February includes your PS4 titles are uh, EA's UFC 4. Uh, again, That's not that bad of a game. Play really? UFC. You have to play Pretty UFC good. 1 through 3 before playing 4. Uh, it's you're better not than get... catching up on their pay-per-views. They're on yeah. like... <laughs> They're way up in the triple digits. <laughs> UFC 300. Oh, God, I remember, I don't want to derail brand, but I remember when I worked at a certain uh, company that provided DVDs and Blu-rays, like, people would come in and buy UFC 1, UFC 2, UFC. I'm like, and went through the whole shebang of buying air. Damn. You, Damn. Wow. So, I mean, if like, you they look came at in it, those Tuesday, like, I do the- UFC 57. And I'm like, what? I don't even know what's happening. It's cheaper than the pay-per-view, and they own it forever instead yeah. of some license for a. It was like hundred some dollars, and they just raised the price ten bucks. I'm like, what? I wasn't going to be part of it anyways. Now they just raise it ten more dollars. So I'm like, oh, whatever. Do you remember the night me and you and Russell scrambled to find an illegal feed of that <laughs> UFC fight? And all, and this is brought to our sponsor Twitch that are we're not broadcasting on right now. Yeah, <laughs> it was Twitch. <laughs> we we can say that because uh, we're not broadcasting on there, so. Yeah, we watched somebody just sit there in front of the seat, and then, like, this panel of their screen was the UFC <laughs> fight, and we watched that shit. <laughs> Transformative <laughs> yeah. content. 
We had to we had to remember we had to jump around a couple of times because it was it was getting taken down slowly. Like they were like, all right, we got it. We get, all right, their, their ten minutes is up. Take it yeah. down, and somebody else would jump in and do another. Find a new one. <laughs> <laughs> I think oh, we were watch, awesome. we watching in the Edge browser on the Xbox One because remember we were doing the we did Thieves, uh, <laughs> beta. Yeah. That was the Sea of Thieves beta. We pulled up on the Edge browser and actually watched it on the Edge browser on Twitch. We played Sea of Thieves and then we bootlegged this fight we all wanted to watch. <laughs> I don't think the fight was good. It wasn't good, was it? It was a McCon- it was a Connor one, right? McGregor. McGregor Mayweather was that when he went and fought him, or was boxing? Was it boxing? It might have been. I don't know. It was one of them because like we were not going to pay for it, so. It's so memorable. I remember you had. We can't remember the competitors or the sport. <laughs> I remember the only one you came. The only one you came close to buy, uh, buying was the Tyson Tyson Fury one. That was it. Yes. Cause that was the one like, all right, if we get money together, that's what you were trying to do. Remember? And everybody backed yeah. out. They didn't want to do it. So, Oh, I'm going to do that when we can all hang out. I'm going to be like, Hey, I'll have, I'll have some people over pitch in 10 bucks. We all watch a fight and have a good time. I'll mm-hmm. cook the food. That's the dream. Sorry, Brent. Continue on your, um, tell us about UFC four. Even your, though we recap one through PlayStation three. Plus news fest over here. We'll, uh, we'll power through these last couple. Uh, the other PlayStation four title, tiny Tina's, Assault on Dragon Keep, uh, a Wonderland's one-shot adventure. Holy which shit, that's a mouthful. Yeah, I've heard is basically kind of like a DLC thing for Borderlands, uh, two kind three. of thing. Did three. that come out? It came out like is after this... three did at some point, and then this is like supposed to be the lead way into that new uh, Tiny Tina's game. That's like yeah. Oh, okay. Made okay, for. That, uh, I thought this was that tiny Tina. No, no, that's like not a, it's like a brand a new tiny that Tina's. Goes to it. That's supposed to be, I guess, the for a friend of the show Russell's game of the year right there, because that's them playing um, Dungeons and Dragons basically, and so that's pretty much the whole game. So. And your PlayStation Five game is Planet Coaster Console Edition. So sure. a, a whole Not lot of disappointment. Those hold for tears. Add them to your library, folks. They may get better. I keep telling people with the I found Oculus deals where it looks like a garbage game and it's like a dollar or two, like or free. I'm like, add it to your library. They're gonna improve it nonstop. It may be something great down the road. I have 1,500 games on Steam. I promise you, at least 60% of those are garbage. So, are they Steam Deck verified though? What's your percentage? I'm a uh, like 60% or 70% or something like that. But you got a Wars on deck. Y'all saw yep. that, right? And yep. Horizon. And Horizon. But all all that matters to me is I can finally play Trails in the Sky 3 portable. So whatever. Have at it. That's your end game. 100% justified costs right there. Portable Trails. Portable Trails. Portable, yep. Always Portable Trails. We are now on to games played. Strap in. I've played one game. Hopefully we can get through this decently. Uh, the game you heard me refer to earlier is I'm playing Uncharted 4 on the Uncharted collection. No. What are they calling that 4? thing? What are they calling that thing? I never played it back in the day. Quite. Uh, I know Russell will chime in there if he was here or when he's listening. So you, but, you, have, you, you played 1 through 3, right? Yes. On both did i finish three on ps4 i played through them on ps3 i know and i know i beat the first one maybe two on ps4 i did not play through the third one not for lack of loving that one i love all of those 
And I beat Golden Abyss on PSP. Brant, you were showing that one earlier. PS Vita. Mm-hmm. Yep, PS Vita. It's close enough. Whatever. It's both, ah, both systems are forgotten by Sony. Continue. I, I'm Jim Ryan. I don't play any of those old games. Yeah, sure. I beat I beaten the the Vita Uncharted one once. That was it. And I never. It was not bad, but I have never felt a need to go back to it either. Yes. Well, because it was. It was more like a chore for me to play that game. I was like, ugh, they want me to go over here. It wasn't as smooth as those uh, those PS3 games, you know what I mean? Yeah, it was yeah. good. Don't get me wrong. It looked great. It, it yeah. played fine, but it's not like... I never got like, damn, I'll pop in Uncharted 2. It's like, yeah, I'll fuck around with Uncharted 2 again. I mean, I'm never going to pop in Uncharted into Vita and be like, let me aim the camera at the sun and figure out this yeah. map quest thing. Scratch, scratch on the back of the thing and the front at the same time. Let hey, me roll on the screen to blow the dirt off. So. It's a damn it's a damn good game, but yeah, those those shoehorned touch the back to climb up things and yeah looking at the sun for different things and having to do charcoal rubbings like 70 times or whatever it was yeah those those shoehorned mechanics that got tiresome but all in all that is a phenomenal game on this oh yeah no there's no no disrespect to it at all i would would still say if you have a vita you have to own this game yeah oh yeah Yeah, i just never to this day i never yearn to go back to that game Yearn. Yearn's a good word. Yearn to go back of, to that game. Weren't there a bunch of that's what she said jokes like continuously yeah. between him and Sully though? This this game was a little bit more inappropriate on that aspect where it was like they took that joke a little too far. That's what she said. I'm like, oh god, here we go again. Yeah. So I'm playing Uncharted four for the first time. I've never played this game. Holy uh, shit. When that game came out like twenty fourteen, twenty sixteen. We were at a movie theater when the demo crashed on at E three. So yeah. it's it's been quite some time. That was the most hands-on you had with it at the time since then yeah watching that yeah but this is this is an incredible game i love every minute of this uh game i'm reminded with the uncharted series there's no stopping points like you go to a next chapter but there's never there's never a point where you're like okay i can put this down for the night you're always wanting to keep going and see what happens next because uh like national (laughs) treasure one clue leads to another and you just you're wrapped up in this adventure and you just you go with it um and then Ed Harris is there. <laughs> Ed Harris is there. <laughs> and Diane Kruger, who you apparently <laughs> divorced for no reason. Uh, but you you get some time skipping in the very beginning. You have kind of a flashback sequence where they're in prison. You're trying to figure out what's happening. Then you play as young Nate again, and his brother is introduced. And the brother is a huge part of this campaign. Uh, his brother Sam features frequently throughout the beginning. And he's out. He's missing for a couple chapters because you think he's no longer around. And then he's back. And um, it's like being with old friends again. There was a there was a great sequence where Nate apparently is not a video game player. Uh, he's married now, by the way. The whole first part of this game, it's like he's out of the game. He's out of treasure hunting and murdering people and all these things that he's been known for for this franchise. Like, you don't get a gun in this game? I think until two hours. I think it was two hours in before I got a gun. There's a lot of uh, of backstory and character building and... There's a scene where uh, Nate is a... Yes, that's what I'm getting to. There's a scene where Nate's new job, he's a salvage diver. So he dives down into... I think he's in the Hudson River during this one. And he's attaching things to a trailer to pull up. You don't swim in the Hudson River, so... He said he smells like fish when he comes out of there. Kramer did it. Remember, he used to... Kramer used to do laps in the Hudson River. Um... 
So he's a salvager. Like, he's out of the game. He's official. He doesn't want to get roped into these hijinks and all that until his brother shows up, who he thought was gone. And his brother essentially has been dealt a bad hand where he is now on the hook for some treasure that he has to find or a very, very bad dude. Uh, a very bad Hispanic dude. I noted to Cesar that all the bad guys in Uncharted are Hispanic. Like, how does this happen? Even the Uncharted movie, Antonio Banderas. Uh, wow, Laz- they really Lazarevich. Lazarevich wasn't Hispanic. What was he? It was uh, Eastern European, I believe. Oh, yeah. okay. So and one Uncharted game. Oh, gosh, no. Um, Raj. Rojas. Raj. 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 The lady in the third third game. I can't remember her name. Oh, she was oh, bad. The, I remember British her. Lady. She was bad. Yeah, yeah, they were they were English. They were just English. So okay, not all the the majority of the Uncharted villains are Hispanic dudes. And uh, Cesar reminded me of mm. mid-century conquest for gold. Then you haven't really gotten too far, so you'll figure stuff out. So far, he's a bad guy, but there are multiple antagonists in this one. There, I was gonna say there's there's yeah. multiple antagonists that you villains can cross. Unite. He's not so, the main. Uh, I've salvaged for gold. I have been at home with my wife playing Crash Bandicoot because apparently he does not play games and she challenged him to a game of Crash Bandicoot, which I fucking beat and he slid off the end. Are you forced to lose that? No, you're not. Mm. You just suck. No, I made it all the way to the end. <laughs> you, can't you can't jump in the you can't jump the in the thing. Yeah, you can. You can. No, I did it twice. I thought it was on purpose for that because the cutscene plays where he loses. It's I'm like okay, so it's like sure Boulder. It's it. like Boulder Dash it's, from it's, Crash Bandicoot. Yeah. Okay. The Boulder's you, level. You know, in Crash, one. when you hit something, the geometry's off, and you're just like sliding. Well, it does it Uncharted too, and you're just like sliding there. When I jump across that last thing, and I'm almost to that swirly bit that's the end of the level, swirly it thinks bit. I missed. I'm just doing that animation around it. You guys are just. Are, are you pushing about the hitboxes again? Is this the hitbox? Oh, yeah, we're back to is that. It, is this all back to the hitboxes So, again? on that note, I try to take multiple video clips of random shit that happens to me. It does not work like the Xbox does. How does it work on PlayStation 5? How do you make a video clip? You have Double. to... <clears throat> I, I, I set mine up to do uh, one press on the share button to do the picture. Yeah. And then double double press for the video. Okay, That's I've got I to change that. Because I had some instances where I'm like, what the fuck just happened? And yeah. I, need, I needed to record them. Okay, and, I'll go in and change that. And mine, I have it set to single press for picture, I think, and then like press and hold for. I tried doing that video because that's what and I do on Xbox. It it usually will even ask you, you know, do you want to record ten, you know, five seconds, ten seconds, thirty seconds, okay. uh, even that or up to, up to uh, you know, a minute or something. I can't remember, but. I beat that crash level twice, and as I jump onto that last bit and go towards the level end swirly thing, Crash is just like in this animation sliding around on the rocks, and then she tells me, oh, you didn't make it. You gotta jump. You saw... I'm I'm pretty sure you can beat that bit. And he's... She's teasing him. Why don't you fire it up? (laughs) Well, I don't don't have the PS5. I don't have the PS5 version. $10. Digitally. Pay your ten dollars. Put your disc in. Pay your ten dollars. I did do the path to victory because I am like Cesar. We'll, we'll, I wanted we'll, to play. We'll, it. we'll fucking start a Patreon and say fund Brant's ten dollar digital code for. We need a Patreon anyways, but not for bullshit Sorry. like this for our fees. So like once we hit the once we hit the ten dollar mark, we'll give you those ten dollars to buy Uncharted. It is actually possible to beat Elena's high score on Crash Bandicoot 
I knew I wasn't gonna beat the high score. You got to get an extra life. You got to play through it a couple times. Well, what Richard wants to know is, can he play through the entirety of Crash Bandicoot in Uncharted? No, I want to beat that one level. <laughs> the first time I played it, I got to the end. I was like, I'm no rookie at Crash. I'm waiting for for Richard. Like, holy shit, the whole game's in here. Keep going. You get one life. Keep going to lose life. Long story short, he gets dragged back into the game with his brother. Uh, I've been to a Scottish. Uh, well, first off, I went to a. An, uh, an auction, and I met two of the other baddies because I was stealing something instead of auctioning for the item. <laughs> then I ended up in a Scottish graveyard underneath a cathedral, lining up uh, one crucifix and two other crosses with people on them. Uh, Nate is quick to point out that a crucifix has to have Jesus on it to be. Like, they lean, they lean pretty heavy into that. Some of those bits are really funny to me. But uh, I'm currently in Madagascar. Uh, it's it's these. We're, we're after a famous pirate's treasure, and we thought we had found it, and then we thought we'd found it, and the clue just leads to another clue, leads to another clue, and I'm just wrapped up in this adventure. Um, it kind of turned open world in Madagascar, because when you get there, they put you in a Jeep, and you're driving around, and you, you can't really, I guess it is still linear, but they kind of let you attack these certain enemy bases and stuff, based on how you want to do it. Um, the quips back and forth are really awesome. I meant to mention when Nate goes home from his salvage job, he's in his uh, attic and there's all these relics of these previous adventures. And I remember all these like little trinkets and stuff he picks up and there's a fake Nerf gun that he can. It It's the tutorial for learning how to shoot the gun. You're shooting this Nerf gun and stuff around it. Just there's so many touches to this game and so many layers with the the dialogue between him and his brother, him and Sully. Um there's a fight with a female uh, baddie, like an antagonist, and she is super awesome. And she kicks his ass. Like, there's, you're meant to lose this fight, and she is whooping you the whole time and ends up throwing you out a window. And just, yeah. I haven't played Uncharted since since 3. It's been that long. Well, I played through 1 and 2 again on PS4, but that they are masters at that moment-to-moment mix of gameplay, exploration, cutscene slash gameplay like you're along for the ride you can't believe what's happening it just it pulls you my heart starts pacing uh there's stealth missions where i'm trying to go through sneakily until somebody fucking sees me somehow and i end up having to it's like metal gear i have to end up guns blazing i was like no i almost had that all stealth um the weapons are so much fun this is the smoothest playing one and on that note there's three modes with the ps5 versions you have um fidelity mode which is like true 4k you have performance mode which is 60 and the 4k one is at 30 frames per second which is what the original trilogy targeted on ps4 or the original game targeted on ps4 i'm sorry you have performance mode which is 1440p at 60 frames per second and you have uh, performance plus mode which is 1080p at 120 frames per second if you have that display and I started on the Performance Plus. I wanted to see how it looked because, to me, like the frame rate outweighs the the resolution. It, it it always has. For me, everybody's different. That's how my eyes perceive it. And a uh, friend of the show, Russell, was over here when I when I started up this game, and we got to a scene where young Nate was on a rooftop. He grew up in like a Catholic orphanage, and there's a part of it in the beginning of the game where you have to escape it. So we're on this rooftop. 
uh, there's all these tiles on the rooftop and it's a night scene and you can like turn the camera and rotate around and see all these different things as they render around you. And the game will let you pause it and go into the options and change those modes like on the fly. And we looked at all three and this was the first time my brother had seen frame rate like at the forefront. Like, oh, I see it now because we're turning on and off in the same area and just spinning the camera around. And we both decided by far for that for that display, that 120 frames per second mode was far superior. And it looks so fucking good. It looks so good. It's so buttery smooth. I, it makes it control and feel so well. It's just, this is a defining PS5 title for me. And I know it's just, it, it is a true, it's not an upscale or anything. It's a true PS5 port of this game. But this is a defining PS5 title. It's up there with Ratchet and Clank. Oh, I did play some more Ratchet and Clank. I think I'm on the last level. Go. I'm on the very last <laughs> I'm on the very last place, but I fucked around and popped in Uncharted. And I have not been back to Ratchet <laughs> since. It's like, I got so close. I'm, I think I'm about to beat this game. Ratchet and Clank is so fucking good. That is, you know, you never want to say, hey, spend 500. If you don't have any PlayStation stuff, buy this thing for $500 and then buy this thing for $70. Yeah. It's it's out of this world. But it's if you have the right display and you already have PS4 backlog and PlayStation Plus for a while, and there's some other PS5 titles you want to pick up. That is definitely one of the killer apps, and I'm I'm going to put Uncharted 4 up there with it too. It, the way the storytelling's unfolding, uh, there's musical. They'll play that Uncharted theme at certain times. You hear it in the background. I'm just like oh, my, I get chills. Uh, picking up the artifacts, you can zoom in on them and like twist them and stuff and check them out. And it's I'm loving every minute of it. It's it's truly truly awesome. I cannot wait to what I was alluding to earlier is oh I talked about the Lost Legacy thing. We're gonna do that with the share play because we we've never played it. And he only has a PS4. So he'll be able to connect to my PS5 and we just stay in that chat and talk to each other and play through that one. I think that's I'm hoping we can do that. And that, that seems like a really good way to play that game. But that was um that was Uncharted 4 for the PlayStation 5 on the Uncharted. Lost Legacy Collection. I the think. Richard Richard Berman Collection. It is the Richard Collection. It's good, man. I'm I'm glad I waited. I, I I'm sure if I had died three years ago and never played Uncharted Four, my ghost would be like, "Why didn't you never play Uncharted?" But I'm glad I made it this far. I'm pretty <laughs> sure you're gonna be like, "What touch you got?" <laughs> <laughs> I'm very happy to have made it this far and have this display in the PS5 and play this version of the game because it's just freaking drop dead gorgeous. It is so good. Oh, there's tons of accessibility options. So I'm notoriously not a good gamer. I'm not playing on easy. I'm playing on, I think they call it normal or it's story not normal. Mode? It's not story mode. It's something similar to normal is the difficulty on it. Uh, but I also have auto aim on, which is helping me like get through certain sections, yeah. which makes it a cheat option basically for the sniper rifle. Cause you get that sniper rifle and you, you hold down the, the zoom button and you're just on them. And you just blow them away. You're over here like, I'm never letting go. You're like the opposite yeah, of Rose. I'm never, I'm never yeah. letting go. <clears throat> but you have no ammo. Throw the weapon away. I'm, never letting go. Yeah, I'm holding I'll on find ammo. We're bringing the sniper rifle with us. We'll find ammo. There's so much fun in the platforming and the puzzles as you try to figure them out. I did have to look up one of them. There's a new mechanic in this game. I don't remember it from three where you slide through shit. Like there will be this cliff you have to go down and it's a rock slide. So you jump down into this pool of rocks and you're having to steer your character down it. And the first couple they do, you're just going straight down, right? But I get to a point where I have to go 
horizontally across this canyon and i didn't know you could do that in the rocks and i got stuck i was like what the fuck am i supposed to do here but you're supposed to jump way out and then it's just a slower rock slide to that thing you have to grab and then jump up and do all that kind of stuff so it's awesome man i love sam the brother's a great character the new villains are um so far you have nadine and i know she's in the next uncharted the whole time like i know chloe from the past two games yeah. But the whole time I'm meeting Nadine and she's whooping my ass in that fight mm. and Sully's like, oh, you don't want to mess with her. She's 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 after something if she's on the mission. The next game is Chloe and Nadine. I'm like, oh, it's got to be a good one. That's got to be a great Uncharted. And it just moment after moment, man, there's no stopping. I've, I've been in the snow. I've been underwater. I've been in the jungle. I've been in a, a pirate cavern that they built with this crazy pirate ship at the bottom of it. Uh, I've been in Madagascar in a Jeep uh, with mud with a mechanic where you have to take the winch out of the Jeep and get it around a tree and then, like, drive the Jeep up using the winch. It's just, mm-hmm. come on, man. These are, it's a good these idea. games are incredible. Highly recommend. I'm, uh, a friend of the Joe Jeremy has never played an Uncharted title, so he is very soon going to be loaned the Uncharted collection. Not the Uncharted Richard collection. He'll get to that. But he has to play the, he has to play the original <laughs> Uncharted. He has to play. Go, you know, you, yeah, go, go straight <laughs> to four and five. Let's no more about one and three. Yeah, you'll really care about these characters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Don't yeah. worry, you killed Eddie Rojas. Then then, then he'll play two and be like, you son of a bitch, Richard, where are you? <laughs> said, I can skip two, you son of a bitch. Two is so good. And I just, I just recently, I can't remember what I looked up. It might have been that Kevin Butler commercial. But there's a whole so Troy Baker and Nolan North have a whole series where they play through the Uncharted games. They call it the definitive playthrough. Yep. So they're playing the PS3 versions. Have you seen these, Brent? Uh, I have. They're playing the PS3 versions and uh, they're, they're providing commentary throughout both of them. And they're both entertaining. They're both voice, voice actors from across the series, you know, in every other game you've ever played or listened to. But. Uncharted 2, they have Amy Hennig for the majority of that playthrough. And I'm really intrigued. Uh, I've watched a lot of interviews with her. She's super knowledgeable. She's been part of Uncharted, Legacy of Cain, uh, Michael Jordan, Trouble in the Windy City, all these famous titles. And her insight is just like second to none. Her her providing commentary. I I can't wait to watch that. So I, I I may catch up on Uncharted 2 by watching that one. Yeah, but this, Nolan, this... Nolan and, and Troy, they did that thing. It was called Retro Replay. That's it. And, that's what the series is. Yep, and that's it. They, uh, Troy has since gone on. I think he wanted to do something different, something on his own. But I know Nolan. Is that Nolan, the thing he does with Alana Pierce? The podcast. Yeah. yeah. So, um, but when it was Nolan and Troy on the couch together, uh, playing through old games. If you go through some of those old, older videos of them playing Good like content. all sorts of all sorts of stuff, um, arcade classics and um, just a bunch of really really good games uh, and the stories and things that they talk about and things from their personal experiences and experiences in the industry and stuff like that. It's it's pretty freaking good. And yeah, I know that he's he still does a lot of those Uncharted playthroughs, and he has a lot of the cast um, that helped um, with the game doing commentary while he's playing. So yeah, I might have to check some of those out too. 
but I, lo- I just love being back in this universe again and seeing Elena and uh, meeting up with Sully again. Sully's got the cigar and he's, of course, he's kind of in charge of things, but things are going to shit, but he's still going to be your driver and that kind of stuff. Yeah. And it just, I, so I got your back. Even I love though, these uh, characters so much. Even though there seem to be, because uh, as you go through, I don't want to say too much. That's why I keep my mouth shut. But, you know, there, there's some, they're kind of letting Nate make his own mistakes in this because you can see where it's going. Like they keep warning him like, hey, you sure you know everything that's happening here? You know, it's like, yeah, Sam is my it's my family. I got to help him out. That's the whole thing on there. So it's like. Yeah, he's that. he seems naive. He's his heart is in the right place, but I don't yeah. know about these other yahoos. He's got what, he's what? got a soft spot for his brother. So and he's so oh, big time. He, he thought he was dead. So it's like, um, but he's he's there. He's doing a lot of stuff that he said he wouldn't do again. That's why, you know, like you have like. Elena and Sully, and they're kind of like telling, like, "Hey, you know, you sure?" He's lying to Elena right now. He's calling yeah, her at yeah. the house, and she's. Yeah. He said he took a gig doing salvage somewhere, so he's already threading a line there. She knows something's up because you can see her perspective when they're on the phone. Oh yeah, she's not dumb, man. Yeah, no. she knows. She knows him. So yeah, yeah. Because she, when they were playing Crash, she was like, "Are you happy?" She could tell he kind of went off to a different zone. Because he is this, you know. He's been settled down for a while, but he is. A thief, I guess, is the right yeah. term. <laughs> but it's God, it's so good, man. Nobody, nobody makes games like these. And I don't, I don't know where this one ends. I don't know what Lost Legacy is like, but I hope we get more Uncharted. I don't, I don't know if it's Nate. I don't know if it's some other character. But I hope this doesn't end. I can't wait to see what a this is a PS5 native version of a PS4 game. I cannot wait to see what a PS5 actual version of that it's almost like playing that ps4 ratchet and clank and then going straight into rift apart and seeing that it's like holy shit and then jumping back into the ratchet trilogy on ps3 and you're like what the fuck am i doing i still haven't bought that <laughs> I, I literally activated that ps3 so i could buy that game and i have yet to do it i need to do it you'll get there don't worry about it yeah. uh those and are I'm... my games played i've well done, on too long mine's simple i beat the resident evils of the fours at last Heck yeah at last yeah. So you're you're me being shit. So I did it. I got to the one point where I quit on the PS2, which is that lever system that you have to have Ashley go up there and like I'll turn the wheel. Yep. And then I have barely any ammo. And I finally figured it out. So I, I was able to go in the back room and then clear out most of the Ganados and then go up there and then let her do her bullshit and then I just snipe nice. off the other one in there. So What'd you now think? you get to have. Now you get to have the real fun. Play the game again with Leon in the uh, the zoot suit. With the mafia suit thing? Yeah, <laughs> and <laughs> Ashley, Ashley in a full suit of medieval armor. And uh, then you can get the Tommy gun, and you can get the uh, exploding dart gun, and you can have all sorts of fun. The, the game just, just becomes laughable at that point. It's, it's not even challenging. Absolutely not. Uh, so all I have left on my list is Resident Evil 6 and oh. Code Veronica X, and then I'm done with everything. No, my Then I've beaten Evil. every Resident Evil game, and out of all of them, Resident Evil Village is still my favorite. So, Wow. Yeah. I still, I was like, I beat 4, and I was like, ah, 4 is good. It's got that B-campy 90s action. Uh, I mean, that's where the series started going away from the horror. And uh, yeah. I was like, because when I I jumped straight to five and then really, I gave up on four. So I was like, and when I went to five, I was like, man, this is action as fuck. And now I see how, why they were like, all right, we're just going to keep doing the action bullshit. So I'm like, yeah. but I, I think 
I think Village had the best uh, marriage of like fear and action in there, yeah. especially with the first and person thing. Seven and eight are like a their own mini thing, right? You can you can jump into seven and eight and play just those. Yeah. Outside of sure. there's one reoccurring character from the original game series in there. That's it. But it's not like he. Like, you must know my history to figure out what the yeah. fuck's going on here. Kind of bullshit. Yeah. It's kind of like a callback to people who played the originals. Like, oh, cool, he's in here. That's kind of like, because, I mean, he's not like like some kind of crucial thing. Like, I'm trying to find Jill, like I did in 5. And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm doing it again just several years later. <clears throat> um, But, yeah, that went through that. I beat it. Like I said, it, it's all right. I think it took me, like, 15 hours so i mean i mean i i don't think i had any difficulties of it because i actually ended up with a lot of ammo i noticed when uh if you level up the weapons as you go it makes it a lot easier so that was uh probably the lacking thing on there and i was able to get a lot more money in there because yeah, i made sure to shoot every crow and shoot every crow's nest and i was like oh yeah there's fucking items everywhere so i was like my favorite was like the 50 crows on the ground and just threw a flash grenade and kill them all at once and i'm just going <laughs> yep. shit as <laughs> so i'm like uh I was like, yeah, there they are. I'm going to kill them all outside of uh, the bullshit El Gigante one. Fuck that guy, son. And when in doubt, just whip out the knife. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, between me and you, I, that final boss battle, um, battle with uh, uh, Adam Stadler. Uh, the weird little dude? No. His was He's easy. not the final boss? No. It's been a while. Little dude was easy because I, I saved the Magnum, and I just I shot him the Magnum like six bullets, and he was dead. So yeah. that that was easy. Um, the final boss was actually not that difficult. So I think the what was it? A uh, Krauser, whatever his name was. Wesker. That guy was, huh? Wesker or no. no, the other dude, the um, the one that used to be his former partner. That <sighs> yeah, actually, uh, yeah. Krauser something. I forgot what his name is. The one that was like trying to get in there with uh, uh, Adam Sandler, or whatever Adam Stadler, whatever Stadler, whatever the guy's name. Adam Sandler. Adam Sandler. Yeah, yeah Adam that's Sandler. acceptable. Let's go with that. Uh, he almost he wore a hood like Adam Sandler sound like him sometimes. But um, his his fight was more of a bitch because I was running around the ruins, gotta get the three three plates, and then you had to fight him for the last time. I legit yeah. I saved it. I legit killed him with like ten seconds left on the bomb timer, and I was like I didn't have enough time to get the bomb and get off there, so I had to fight him again and kill him. And I was like, oh, I almost I almost turned off the game. I was like, no, nope, I'm done with this game. Oh, I was like, because I, I thought it was going to be like 10 seconds left. Like, oh, the timer stopped. No, the fucking timer was still going and I died. Right. Up and I died. And I was like, I had to do it all over again. Oof, I was like, <laughs> I'm out. That's it for me. It, it was like, it was touch and go for a little bit. It was touch and go because I was like, ah. yeah, that's <sighs> one where you just step away, take a break and come back later. Oh, I, I just went, I went in again and got them because I was like, all right. Because that, at that point, I was like, I was going too easy on the ammo. And I was like, I need I need to lay in him in the beginning. That way I can kill him quicker, and that's what I end up doing. He, he's just a bitch because he's like all flipping all over the place. That was yeah. probably the most difficult battle of that whole game because that was so annoying. And then you had to get out of there before it exploded. He was just a douchebag. I just um, we've been talking about it week after week. I bought it for Oculus, and I have yet to try it. Uh, a friend of the show, Russell, was over here Saturday, and he played that first intro part. And I think he's going to end up buying it based off of that. He loved that demo of it. He said, "Oh my god, this is amazing." Yeah, I'll, I'm watching him like turn around and cut the boxes and like grab. You put the you seat the ammo in the gun and do all that the clip or whatever and do all that kind of stuff. It it looked pretty looked pretty damn good. And then you you keep mentioning the president's daughter. Don't ever don't ever call her Ashley. Here for the president's daughter. President's, president's daughter has daughter. ballistics. President's daughter. President's daughter. I'm like, what the fuck is happening? 
I was like, there was there was a little bit, uh, a legit bit in there where like Louise came in there. She's like, I'll, I'll go with you, Louise. It's like, please go with Louise. I don't need you. Stop following me around. He'll save you. And then he does. But I was like, what? I was like, just go with him. Stop following me. Go with Luis. Leon. Leon. Like that was like 90% time. when she's locked in that cage down there. And I'm like, I'm working on getting you out. Stop screaming my name. I'm like, I'm right here. You're the one that found the cult, not me. <laughs> oh, God. And they had to remove the infection from themselves. I was so, I was like, oh, girl, saw him next. This is like straight from like Terminator 90s action films. That's yeah. pretty much like the that's the, that nineties action films is like the inspiration throughout the painted throughout that whole thing. But like you can one see where it led us to like Gears of War and like that whole generation almost. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean there's nothing wrong with it, it's just that's that's what it was. So I mean and I don't know what to describe five, because five had that same battle system, but it was more I, they they that one was more serious though. So Yeah. And, and, then, and that's uh, what I was thinking about that damn Wesker fight at the end where he's like catching your RPGs and stuff and throwing them back. That was the only bullshit one and he had to shoot the final ones and the end. Yeah. Five's the boulder punching, right? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then whatever whatever Resident Evil 6 is. Michael Bay movie. It it feels like it's like Independence Day or something like that. Resident Evil 6. It's a damn like Michael Bay movie. I don't know, man. I beat them all. I, I tried firing up Crow Veronica X the other day, and I was like, man, this fucking <laughs> tank controls. Yeah. It took me five minutes to pick up the ammo. I just kept doing this. I was like, here's the ammo. I mean, I'm pressing the button. Why am I not picking it up? And it's like I had to do it at a certain angle. I'm like, man, what the fuck? I was like, really? I was like, uh, I don't know if I'm going to be able to do this, man. That that might be too, too much for me. That's I like. I want to get into those Dino Crisis games and stuff like that, but I know like my biggest hurdle is going to be the tank controls because I know that, those that was... are... I, I I beat Donald Crisis one and two, and those were great games. But it's like you said, I know they're you know, I know they're great games, but it's it, it follows it that does, same Resident Evil tank controls. Go over here, yeah, yeah. get a key, come over here, find the thing for the key. You don't actually put the key in the door. You give the <laughs> so the, the key to this person, and they open the door. And it's yeah. There was a hard drive tweet that said, uh, "In order to preserve authenticity, uh, Resident Evil movie director to use awful camera angles." <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> That, that's, you that's go into you a it, new yeah, room absolutely. and gather. Yeah, one of my one shows. of my favorite X play bits is Adam Sessler trying to go into the bathroom and you see like this above angle and then as he tries to open the door to go in the bathroom it shifts and then he like runs to the side of the door and he does it over and over because he can't line up the transition of the fucking controls. weird fixed angle bullshit. Yeah, like you're going there and it's like and you fall for it every time because you leave the room and go back in there and you're back in there again. It's like that just yeah, passed yeah. here. Why the fuck does that happen again? Why is it backwards? Yeah. What are you playing that one on? I know you were playing Resident Evil 4 uh, on PS4. What is that on, one on? I did it on P- PS4, PS5. Well, how are the fuck you say Code that? Code Veronica's PS- on there? On the, uh, on Code Veronica versions? is the PS2 version um, ported to PS4. Unless you played okay. the one on the Xbox, which is backwards compatible, which is the remake with the better visuals. But still, I tried that too because it still has a shitty tank controls. I was like, maybe uh, this one's a better one. And I was like, yeah. Was that the native 360 one that came out when they were doing those, yeah, like yeah, a yeah. Xbox Live arcade release almost? Like a when they were doing release. the ports for them, yeah. Because yeah. I think they, they took the shortcut for Resident Evil Code Veronica on PS4. They're like, we're not going to port the PS3 one. We'll just do the PS2 to PS4 thing. And they, they gave it to that. Believe it or not, I guess every emulation company for everybody's in Europe. They gave it to that, that company from Sony in Europe that were handling all those uh, emulation ports for it and ported it over. So, and, 
Is Code um, Veronica like the bastard one? Because the uh, the GameCube one was just a like a Dreamcast port. The well, I mean, the original one that was the first dedicated Resident Evil that was not on a PlayStation, and it was a direct sequel to Resident Evil Two. So it's like it was Claire Redfield looking for, and then he, she meets up with uh, Chris Redfield. That's the first time they meet up, and it's like they end up going to Antarctica, and it's like they find the Spencers who. The ones who created Umbrella goes into the Origins Umbrella, so it's pretty important in the lore. It's just people love that one. I mean, but it's just, it doesn't seem to be revered by Capcom at all. Yeah, yeah, because I, I don't know, man. It's it's probably not the best selling one because it's like you know that came out and then four came out and then that was a whole change of style of gameplay. Yeah. So it's like it's it was so drastic. Nobody you know I never went back to that old style again. I can't think of one where like we're gonna pay homage and go back to it unless it's like an indie game that does it on purpose. So. You know, for the. You think that's the next aesthetic. remake? I they skipped and went to four again, so I'm like, yeah. I mean, they need to make remake Resident Evil Six, but make it better. But um, director's cut. Or cut anything the cut. Something cut. <laughs> something cut. Uh, <laughs> add more stuff on there. Something. So yeah, and like I said, I'm plugging away with a uh, Symphony of the Night. I'm still fucking around with that. I think that trophies list says I got to get all five endings. So. Um, I think right now I'm, I'm fighting the, the succubus in there, so um, I'm still fucking around with the first playthrough. So and the the original, I'm not going to the the mirror castle yet, and I haven't. I got I'm beating this one without having to put on the fucking goggles. So I got I got to fucking murder uh, Richter out straight right. And like, oh, he was the bad guy. Fuck this guy, you know. Like, um, and go that route, and then then I put on the goggles, and then I uh, yeah, you know, there's five endings. So yeah, I think to get that yeah. trophy said, you got to go through them all. So. Um, on the on the Polymega, Richard, I, I know I I think I texted you about it, and I bought that. Um, I'm so lack of sleep right now. I'm trying to remember what was that fucking game I bought. <laughs> I I bought a repo cart and I sent it to you. I forgot what it was. Um, Soul Blazer. Soul Blazer. Just to test it, because I was like, I'm not gonna fucking buy an expensive repo cart and see if it doesn't work on here. So I was like, that was my test one, because that that was like super cheap. It was like ten dollars, and how much is Soul Blazer? Like hundred something. It's so, unreal. Uh, I ended up buying a Terranigma uh, repro cart. Yeah. For like 40 bucks with box. And with box? Booted, yes. Uh, and then booted it up and then loaded right up on the Polymega No Issue. So I uh, started playing around with that a little bit on there. And then uh, that, that $800, uh, $800 visual novel game I showed you on the NES, I bought a repro cart of that as well, and that's coming in. So I was like, Okay. I, I paid ten percent of that price just to let you know it's the repo cards were still expensive for that. It was eighty bucks. So but I was for like the translation? For the English version, yes. Yeah, yeah. It's just uh just because I guess that game is such high value, they were selling the repo cards on that one pretty high value too. Because like I, I can pay eight hundred dollars or I can pay eighty dollars. So I was like, I'll pay the eighty dollars. So uh and now when they just shipped out to me, I'm I'm waiting for that to come in. So um yeah, that's pretty much it. I mean I fired up and played like five or six hours of Pokemon Arceus, so um Mine came in two days ago. I haven't had a chance to check it out yet. What do you think or, so uh, far? Uh, Breath of the Arceus. Or <laughs> yeah. Who'd Arceus you start off as? Because I, I missed this generation. Like, I don't know any of these starters. Uh, Cinequil is the one I chose. But this one's supposed to be... It predates everything. It's like a prequel. So it's like a fucking... You played in this yet, Brent? No, my son's burning it up, though. Okay. Oh, <laughs> it's, it's it's very. Hustle is not to that point. I know we're coming, but we're not we're not there yet. It, it's very addictive, and it's like um, it's it's good. It's, 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 it's very good, but it's like it's a it's like a fucking isekai. Yeah. So it's some kid who drops in from a portal in the mountain from like a, I guess present day 
wherever the hell he is that deals with Pokemon. So he has some kind of notion of Pokemon and how to capture them and right and you know keep track of them. And so now he's he's thrown into the, the throws of a when Pokemon are still new and Pokeballs have just been discovered and and you have to and like they're weird like wood like wood whittled Pokeballs with like some old school springs in the top that you got to throw out there and it's like um you got to catch and fill this Pokédex that they want from like this um forgotten I forgot the professor already like I said my brain shot today um so you're like working for this squad it's like the Galactic Squad or something it's almost like Team Rocket name wise but it's like they're they're like a survey squad where they're just trying to uh catalog catalogize the all the Pokémon in that region and I know the only difference on this one is I, as you go through you it, it gives you the whole like it's it 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 looks like it looks like Breath of the Wild almost. Like you have an open area, you can walk around, you can crouch, and you can do stealth. And you basically, depending on which Pokemon, you can you can easily throw a Pokeball and catch them. Or there's some that are they'll give you different attributes where they be a little bit more aggressive, and you have to battle them, and then weaken them like the old school Pokemon, and then capture them. So and some of those you have to hide in the grass and kind of like get them at different angles, and Sometimes it's trial and error. Sometimes you gotta like throw a lot of pokeballs at them, and you know they'll bust out, and you just gotta figure out how to capture them. And so I know the catalog, the catalogize them. You have to like, it doesn't work like the the traditional games where you catch them the uh, the first time. Sometimes you gotta capture multiples of the same type, and as you, you capture each one, it fills up a different attribute in the Pokédex. So, so they okay. encourage you to continue to, as you go through, catch Pokemon as you see them, kind of like not like. Uh, a collect-a-thon type of thing. So it's like you see ones, oh, let me go in there and get them again and make sure I have everything on there. So if right. it's not one and done. Yeah. That's and cool. Like a, and then it's like if you can, you capture too many that you can hold, I think you can hold like six or something like that, then they'll put them out in like in a, a pasture where you can kind of like interact with them outside the village. So like, yeah, it's like an isekai. So this kid drops in and he's like, he has no fear catching Pokemon. He's not scared of them. So they like, they recruit him to, to fill out this Pokedex and he's working basically like to live there. He has to like, Dessa's job is going around just capturing Pokemon. Now, it, the the overworld map opens up like a traditional... Um, I don't know if it's traditional, but it's an overworld map that opens up and you can choose different regions. And then when you go into that region, it's like full fucking 3D. You, you can go around and go trees in different areas. So it's not like a, a full open world where you can just kind of run to a different region and you, you're just making your way there. You still have to choose certain areas of that island and then it opens up when you choose that area. So Okay. Uh, so they're not all interconnected. So it, there is some little bit of linearity to it. So like I said, I'm only about five or six hours into it. That's part about the story around it. I've just started going around and catching um, some Pokemon in there. But it's it's actually not that bad. It's very, it's, it seems fresh and different. Um, and like I said, I'm not a huge fan of open world games, but it's more confined enough for me that it doesn't take away from my enjoyment from it. So um, I like it does that give, incentive it, of, of adding the multiple attributes of the same one. Because like... You know, you catch a ratatat and ratata, ratatat. Russell and I called them ratatatats. I don't, ratata, I think is the term. You catch one and you have it, like you added it. And then every other one you see, it's like, I either got to fight it or avoid it, you know, that sort of deal. So I like that, that concept of like adding them to the pool still and having an incentive to get them. That intrigues me more than anything. That was always one of my complaints. Like, I already fucking got you. I'm looking for something else. And, if there's still an incentive to catch them, that's pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a whole open world thing, and they, they're trying to encourage you to keep, you know, exploring and capturing Pokemon. They don't want you to, like like you said, they don't want you to see the one. I, I know I fucking got a Pikachu. I'm, I'm avoiding that. And then you're bitching, yeah. like, like, there's only Pikachus over here. What the fuck? You know what I mean? Like, this game sucks. That's all I'm running into. You know what I mean? Then you get frustrated. Right. So, you know what I mean? 
So, I mean, it, it seems to flow pretty well on there. And I, I think they've done a pretty good job. So, like I said, it, it's surprisingly addictive. It, a lot of people talking about how well it is on Twitter. It's uh, The music is really good, too, man. There's, like, some piano solos in there. It's, like, very calming. So, I think there was a couple times I almost fell good asleep music? in bed. But, yeah. Oh. Well, I almost fell asleep in bed while I was playing because it's, like, some, it's very smooth, man. The music's smooth. Um, yeah, it's it's pretty good. I'm very very surprised by it. So, Brent, bring us home. Talk about the Terranigmas and the Pokemon Arceus. Uh, I was able to beat Klonoa. I was like right at the oh. end. Yeah. Uh, last week, uh, where I fought the guy I had been chasing down forever through the story, and then. I beat him, and then there's, like, one more big bad. And, of course, it's, like, a three-stage fight, and it's one of those where you just wind up having to go through each stage, figure out the patterns. You might die a few times just figuring everything out, and then you have to go through again. Um, but I beat that. That is definitely a, a PlayStation classic staple. Uh, it's a great platformer. Bring Klonoa back, you cowards. Um, yeah, stop stop renewing trademarks every year and never do anything with it. Give it to us. Um, I've continued to play Psychonauts. Um, the first one? Yes. Um, what is it, like Into the Rhombus or whatever? Um, yeah, one's into the yeah. That's the other one. Okay. This one's just Psychonauts. This is just Psychonauts. Um... I've gotten, Brand, I'm proud of you, Brant. Brant! I've gotten from the part Play that Psychonauts. this is uh, like a, <laughs> a cutesy like summer camp that these kids are at. Um, of course, you know, Raz crashes it. He's not supposed to be there. His dad's supposed to pick him up within a day. So he's rushing to get all these Psychonaut powers and become a full-fledged Psychonaut before his dad shows up. Um, and we find out that, you know, his Dad has a beef with psychics. Raz thinks he might be psychic. I don't want to interrupt you, but it's the whole beat that he ran away from the circus to become a psychic is hilarious because it's usually yeah. the other way around that people run away to the circus. So, um, and there's some kind of like curse because it's just like most PS2 games where your character can't interact with water. Um, but how they explain it in this is why uh, was that a thing? <laughs> but how they explain it in this one is like there's a curse on his family and like all his descendants are cursed to like die in water or something like that. So every time you get in deep enough water, if you uh, if you like jump in it, Raz will like jump out of like out like he won't even immerse into the water. He jumps up and there's like a shadowy watery hand that'll pop up and try to grab him oh and you get you get you get three chances to like get out of there and if you're if you are too far in the water uh it'll just grab you and pull you down and you'll reset back on you know the shore or wherever you were um and i've gotten to the point where it went from yeah being kind of like this this uh, crazy little summer camp where these kids are going to to train and um, figure out how to use their psychic abilities. To now it's like a mystery who done it because kids start disappearing and there's this big conspiracy. And I'm uh, Cesar Saul right before the 
uh, we got on here. I'm I'm at the end. End game, yeah. So I just have to finish that up. How are you playing uh, this one? Because it's on it's on like two or three platforms. How are you playing this one? Uh, I have a physical uh, limited run copy for PS4. Uh, backwards compatibility on PS5. And that's the P- um, is that the PS2 ROM basically on that one? It's yeah. A PS2 game. Is that what they did? Okay. Because it's 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 pretty funny to boot up the PS5, see the PS or see the um, Psychonauts logo, hit the Psychonauts logo, and get that old the memory card. Doom. The, the old PS2 boot screen. screen. The, oh, yeah. that's PS2. Pop. Yeah. The the logo, oh. the splash logo pops up. I got the when memory card with, thing. When they did away with that, the like, PS3, remember that they patched yeah. out the PS3 ones. But um, cool. I don't know. I would as I would assume that the best way to play this is either via Game Pass um, or Xbox. It looks uh, way better on Xbox. Uh, because I've seen some playthroughs, it looks better on Xbox. I'm but guessing just it's, the, it's just the smoother. Xbox port, right? Or is it enhanced somehow on the backwards compatibility? It's probably enhanced. It's an enhanced one. I mean, PC even, one looks pretty good too. So yeah, I heard PC is gorgeous. Yeah. Even even when I was playing on or planning to buy this game, uh, physical through like the old school means, most stuff I was reading up on was the Xbox version ran better than the PS2 version. So think that's i know i have it on xbox i might have it on ps2 but i think the xbox one is the i have it the on one uh, I physically have i have the original xbox as well but the, yeah because the ps2 one was ported by what bug cats or something like that it wasn't done by yeah so. it's and it it does it, there's some times in there that it, it gets kind of janky or there's some visual kind of glitches and stuff but it's it's not like it's unplayable um what do you think about the napoleon bonaparte level i still love that one that one's pretty that one's pretty crazy even with even like now i'm gonna rob that building <laughs> No, why? <laughs> this it's it's got some very clever s- storytelling and writing throughout the whole game. Uh, the humor, man. That's yeah, the humor is just platformers I've played, man. Yeah, yeah. Um, being a 3D platformer, you do have some of those platforming sections, like where I'm at now. Uh, getting up to the top of this tower was hell mm. because if you like missed one section, you'd fall down. Oh hell! Uh, yeah, they, they they would send rats at you too as you're climbing. And, yeah, they'll, like, these, they'll fuck you over. There's these damn rats that like run around. They run up and, the walls and ceilings. Yeah, and if they get near you, they explode. They not no. only hurt you, but they confuse you. So it like messes up your your buttons, your controls, and yeah, yeah it's it, it it was a pain in the ass. But I got up to I got up top there, so I've got maybe you know twenty thirty minutes or so left in that game and i'll be done and then i'll just have to uh what did play you do? Where, the rest where, of... where you started at now um i saved a turtle and this beat... sound this all this could also be a jojo's bizarre adventure episode <laughs> there, there's a turtle you save in that one as well and i got back uh sasha nines and um Mia Modelo's uh, Duh. stuff Duh. Uh, back. So, so, are you on the final level? Final, final level. I think I'm pretty sure I am. I know I'm like right there. Because I think if, from what I saw on your screen, you still have a. Uh, just give you a heads up. You still got two more boss battles. Oh, okay. 
So and, maybe um, I have a little bit more. You're in the the next one after that one almost made me quit that game because it was so oh, difficult. It was Damn. it was a uh, you get to a part where it's uh, it's the fucking Resident Evil Four mechanic again. You got to right. carry somebody and then oh, you got to send them to right. the top, and they're getting decimated, and then they they die and you have to start over again because you don't because you got the platform. And you fuck up on one platform and drop down to the bottom again. You don't get it there in time. They die. Then you got to start all the way to the bottom again. I almost, I almost quit. That was the only I, part of the game I almost quit. I've been using Levitate to cheat a lot of the platforming. But sometimes that screws you up too. Because if you get too floaty, you wind up missing something. And You're going to have fun in this next big. This, oh, great. This, it's, I think it's been a good hour just getting past this one. But after that, it was easy. Yeah, I mean, that was, this, was, this, was, this was the most platforming hell I played in a long time. Uh, and Dark, other, the Dark Souls of uh, Psychonauts game. Dark Souls uh, of Psychonauts game. Other you got than a lot that, to look forward to, Brent. I figured out my uh, conundrum with the PS3 store. So last week uh-huh. I had said something about um, I go through the PS3 store, try to buy something, uh, have money added to the wallet, yet it brings up credit card information and tells me to validate by putting in like a code and a date. But because the PS3 won't use credit card information, it won't ever validate. The workaround is absolutely simple. You go to your PlayStation account via your computer, uh, mobile device, or whatever. Delete your card information. Just remove it from the account. And then there's nothing to verify, and it will let you check out. (laughs) Don't give anything to cross-check. Yeah, I did some okay. light light reading, and that's that's what I came across. I'm like, all right, well, it's worth a try. I did it last night and wound up buying um, Silent Hill and Strider 2 and I think Mega Band Legends. So we need to load up on that store before it's too late. And, I feel yeah, like. I think there's a handful of like some P- PS3 titles and some other th- PS2 titles and stuff. I want to I want to get so I'm gonna have to wait until after already... payday and get get some more money loaded up on there i'm pretty sure i plundered that store when it was live back then so we didn't know how good we had it man these classic titles for like six and at the most ten dollars like non-stop great games i mean this is the only way i can play the simpsons arcade unless i pay 550 dollars for that fucking arcade replica yeah oof there's a bunch of those like that but that's it for me and i think I don't know. I'm trying to figure out exactly what I'm going to go into next. I kind of want to start. Up, I kind of want to start. No, I kind of want to start up Horizon because yeah, I'm in the same boat. I you know got the definitive edition forever ago, and then I still never played it. And then the new one's about to come out, so I feel like I need to catch up on that. You need to play that. You need to play boat. Days Gone. Yeah, yeah, those two are up there. <laughs> I want to do Days, Days Gone's I, always up there, right? Although I did just purchase a PS Vita game. What'd you get? Uh, I will show you when it comes in. It'll be oh. a surprise. Killzone Mercenaries. No, that's sitting right here. Hot Shots Golf. No, I don't have that one. Actually. You need Hot Shots for Vita. It's very good. Reality Fighters. No. Little Deviants. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a Cesar game, for sure. Uh, Michael Jackson's The Experience. You got it! No, no. Well done. Is it is, is it a visual novel? Is it Love Love? Is it Steins Gate? Is it Luminous Symphony? It's an RPG. 
but Child you of Light. See, but you shall see probably next week. Child of Light. I'm trying to think. I mean, there's so many of them on there. Like Trails is a Trails. Asterix, game. Asterix War. Uh, Final Fantasy X with uh ten two not included on the cart. It's a download. <laughs> yeah, I got ten two. It's a download, and the download codes no longer no longer redeemable. It's expired. Expired. All right, we're tired of guessing. Uh, join us next week when we find out this great mystery. We'll, we'll do like a, like a mystery <laughs> show thing. <laughs> Cesar's in peril. He can't name the RPG. Brent holds all the answers. Find out next week on No Podcast 195. Next time. <laughs> next time on No Podcast. Last time on How Do We Recap This Bullshit. <laughs> I don't know, man. You remember, always look up, look down, look left, and look right. So. And there's kangaroos. Yep. There's koalas uh, in the trees. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us this week, and we will catch you next week. Bye. Adios. Peace.